longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 348 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we are talking about more layoffs, this time at Bungie. Acquisition season is ramping up at Sony, so they say for the hundredth time. A major unannounced Capcom game set to reveal in 2024 with our special guest, Ibantis of The Last Word Podcast, as we do it live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard on youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room or on your podcast services each and every Thursday. With all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. I feel a little weird because I don't yeah. have my weekly Celsius with me Oof. just because I had... I. I grabbed uh, Wendy's on the way home from uh, Walgreens, picking up a prescription, and I have a soda here, yeah. and that's too much caffeine in a short amount of time. <laughs> well, I'll be Celsius up until next Saturday. Wait, I was going to say, no, Celsius no, no. has more. Yeah. I agree, but if I had the soda and the Celsius combined- You would have no, died. No, no. I would have died. <laughs> take take yeah, a sip yeah. off the lunch. Exactly. Maybe do water and one of them. Yes. Sure. Yeah, which is why I'm having the soda and water. I see. I feel like I'm in a. I'm. I've been surrounded by crazies because all these Celsius people are starting to come out of the woodwork. Like I, I like. I was with my girlfriend the other day, and she was just like, oh, "I got a monster and a Celsius to get mm-hmm. me through the shift." I will. Like, mm. You don't. Don't. You don't no, want to no. get me started on this one because I've tried a lot of those. Please. No, I mean, okay. So, full disclosure: I am partnered by Advanced CG. That's fair. Um. I've tried a lot of the cans because Advanced GG came out with cans and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, let's go see what all the rest of the cans are like since finally I had an option to compare it to. Yeah. There are basically two brands I like. One, I do actually like Advanced, two okay. of their flavors, one less so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like their original and their cherry lemonade, the Frostberry. I like the powder, didn't like the can as much. Um, the other one I will say that holds up taste-wise for me, me. is Go- Ghost. Oh, Okay. Ghost is actually very, very, um, quite good on a lot of their flavors. They've got the Sour Patch Redberry, mm-hmm. um, their Cherry Limeade, and they just did a Sour Pink Lemonade. I like those three I like probably the, the most. Limeade. Yeah. Cherry Limeade. Like, yeah, good old Sonic Cherry Limeade. This is both Cherry Limeades, actually, like the Advanced and the Ghost. Both Cherry Limeades are solid. I haven't seen the Advanced one in stock in forever, but the Ghost one's good. But I've tried. I tried like red bull some yeah. i was like and again though the red bull is going to have sugar so it's got more calories in it just tastes like those two both acid. have like yeah just monster no and i just mm. went down all the like i can list all the bad ones yeah. but those are the two after trying a lot um yeah just and those are the two that seem to sit the best where you just having coffee yeah you can't go wrong with old faithful right here see i, I don't like coffee i don't either. i do not like coffee <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 okay. And it's for one, my wife will even be like, here, try this thing. It's yeah. this pumpkin slice. What did she do? Uh, pumpkin spice? I saw. Everything nice. No, in it there. was like a pumpkin cold brew. And then it was, it was something foam. on TikTok. Pumpkin cold, yeah, cold foam. Mm-hmm. And they had two pumps of this and one pump of this. And she's like, I can't even taste coffee in there. One sip, I can taste the coffee. I yeah. do not like coffee. And if wow. I know it's there, it's like. Hot um, dang. But uh, Bontis, 
You're a yes. new voice here on the Trophy Room of PlayStation what? Podcast. We made just five jumped into the conversation. I've been here forever. What do you know? I know. You just started talking after <laughs> 347 episodes. You're like, hey, guys, I'm also here. Uh, before we I've get done into... 270 myself. I do talk. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we get into this show and talk about all, all the news and all the games, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your channel, all that jazz. Uh, yeah, so I have a YouTube channel. It is obviously under Ivantis. If you look it up, it's pretty simple. It's Ivantis everywhere. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. A weird name is a nice thing to claim mm -hmm. because then nobody else you have to really fight for. So that's actually been nice. I've been covering Destiny for, it might be six years now on the channel. Hot damn. Uh, that has been the vast majority of my coverage. So covered that one, had some spikes and growth. I passed 100,000 subs this nice. year. Congratulations. Um, Thank you very much. That was a big milestone. Got the plaque over there. So I actually was able to get the silver play button. Which... We actually, we got the wooden play button. You believe that? Oh, nice. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very but cool. Besides Dusty content, we were talking a little bit about, you know, branching out. You also have some awesome, like, tips, tricks, guides, reviews, and all that stuff on your channel yeah. as well, right? Um, trying to, and honestly, this year and kind of last year, I've been trying to get into the size helps, um, but also being able to just connect with the right people, ask for it, get the early copy, try and get a chance at a review. Yeah. And I had some very good success this year with Diablo. Nice. Had a chance to make a guide that kind of blew up with that one. And then it kind of went down and now it's season two. It seems to be doing better. I got a chance to play Starfield early and I was very feeling very lucky on that one because that was just kind of a hit or miss thing. And I put about 120 hours into that one. And man, that was a review roller coaster as I was playing through. I'm like, what am I going to score this? Is it this? Is it? I landed in a weird spot, and then the more I played, so that's been all over the yeah. place. But that that guide is the one of the probably second biggest video on my channel now. Uh, and honestly, your thoughts on Starfield kind of just echo mine a bit. Like the more oh, you yeah, play, we talked on uh, Crossfire. Yeah. The yeah. more you play on that game, the more you're gonna fall in love with it. I've put close to I think about over just over like fifty hours right now in that game, and I'm just. I'm loving it. So you want to know? You want to know something funny though? Yeah. So me. Cog, I don't know how much he's put in. He's probably a new game plus mode. Mine got to the point. I did my review at about eighty hours, and I told you I ended up right. I was like seven and eight, couldn't decide. Yeah. Kind of tipped it to an eight if I'm gonna like lean a direction. But as I got into the 120, 130, working on other things, doing stuff, running into bugs, got more crashes and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Mine actually went back down to a seven. Ooh. So it was like the more I went into it, the more bugs. Um, it just got to the point where I didn't want to go into all of the systems as much mm -hmm. as some like it. I didn't want to do the base building yeah. ship building. I broke because in the main city, the main texture for the walkway. Yeah. Like as you land in new Atlantis, the walkway did not exist. The texture <laughs> did not load. So I could go through the floor but basically, at that point, I would walk underneath the shipbuilder, and they have a little chest underneath them, and I robbed him. And then I built my ship, and then I robbed him again, and then I built my <laughs> ship, and I robbed him again. So I kind of broke the game without yeah. intentionally meaning to. Yeah. <clears throat> but once that happened, you know, you can, it's like when you cheat in a game, you're like, oh, that's not fun anymore. Yeah. You're, you're chasing <laughs> a high that can never be, be caught, you know? Yeah, no, same. Uh, well... Same with actually Returnal. Returnal's a game I really love, but Kyle will oh, attest to this. So good. Getting that platinum ruined that game a bit for me because I didn't platinum. I just played through and stopped. Yeah, I could understand. We have platinum a problem. Would suck on that game. We have a problem here. At the no, that's room. fair. But that's a game where the platinum. 
I mean, I've heard, you know, game over Greg, yeah. I've heard Greg Miller talk about platinums and stuff plenty. It's like certain platinums will take away from an experience. Yep. And then certain ones will just be like, Hey, you could play in a different way or experience different things, or maybe go find things to, you know, enhance your character, not bash your head against the wall or do this one crazy thing or play through it four times. Or those are, yeah, not everybody makes platinums evenly. Returnal's yeah. a amazing game though. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That one yeah. was just RNG based and it would never pop. Never yeah. pop. That's uh... no, that's, that's one of those. I would be like, white flag. Yeah. No, I, I, again, it's only for games that I really love and I really love Returnal, but even then it was like, I got it. Thank God I got it. Thank God I got it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I, I do have one starter ahead. question for y'all. Yeah. I'm going to start with Kyle here because I got some flack today. Yeah, that's right. I'm, okay. That's you Well, right here. Hold on. Depending on yep, the screen no, you're, and depending oh, on the radio, the left speaker. Uh, Kyle, I want to know, in a video game, are in Stereo. where it is a scenario. Where it is not a predominantly like puzzle-based game, when you run into a puzzle, does it infuriate you? Are you excited by said puzzle? Was this your tweet earlier, yep. or do oh, you okay. like me look at a puzzle, no matter what, and just go? I'm just gonna find a. Just gotta go on Google. Let's go Google. It. You're a broken individual, Joe. Why? <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy puzzles. Like I love the Spider-Man puzzles. Those are fun. Even looking back and and seeing as like the OG game has the option for you to just skip them completely. That's great. I'm like, I love those things too much. I would never do that. I I enjoy actually sitting down and thinking it through and trying to figure it out. Well, some puzzles are way too hard. Uh I will agree. And I'd be stumped. And then maybe I'll look something up. But organically walking into something. Had a great time. I really want you to play like the witness, though. No, just give you exactly the exactly what I go. was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You'll break him with that. Uh-uh. Any type of critical thinking in a video game, it's like I just want, like for for example, Spider Man. Those puzzles, eh, they're you like, like cocoon puzzles. though. What's that? You like cocoon though? I do, and that's that. That's like the the I weird one that kind of works. Like you liked cocoon? Yeah, I like for what I've played. I've put it like that's like two hours. Okay, I mean, it's not that long. It was yeah. four. So. Oh, okay. So I'm halfway through a cocoon. I've been enjoying myself, but like when it's like, a, like again, there's like a, a puzzle in Alan Wake. And it is simple. I'll, I'll give them that. But I'm just like, I'm here to get scared. <laughs> I just go find the, the YouTube video where it solves it for me, and I just wipe my hands of it. If it's not like this is the, this is the game, is the puzzle, I don't want to deal with you. Nine times out of ten. Spider-Man, See, but- at the last puzzle, I did cheat on. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to think well, that hard. I want in to case flip. it's not clear from my answer, yeah. I enjoy puzzles. I enjoyed The Witness. I enjoyed Cocoon. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy just stretching my brain sometimes. And I think Fair. when I was playing through Cocoon, when like when you get later on in Cocoon, in my head, the best way I can describe it without spoiling it is I'm playing 4D chess. It's kind of a way to say it without saying it. Yeah. And it's just like, and when it, but when it clicks in your head, I'm like, damn, that's smart design. Yeah. And those are the moments for me. It's like, well, I sit there. Some of the puzzle, one of the puzzles first when I was playing Remnant 2, I played that in the review window. There is no Google. And that's actually no. been kind of a cool thing about playing games this year before anything comes out. I'm like, I got to figure this out on my own. How do you build a ship in Starfield? Not the most straightforward. How do you solve this thing in Remnant? And I'm going, okay, so walk over here, turn this mm-hmm. puzzle, figure this thing out. And then when it clicks, it just feels good. I'm also the guy who puts 100 hours into a Souls game because I want to like, I do want to beat the boss. I don't want to look up a guide. Yeah. Oh, for Souls, I'm, I'm, unless that boss is impossible, and I can't even think about ones that I've looked up. 
YouTube videos on because it's been that long. Um, yeah, I really can't. Like, I'll 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 go into that fight and I'll make sure I get it. Like, I'll I'll try and die, die, die until I get it right. But like, if it's a puzzle, like if all of a sudden the puzzle, like the boss turned into you know go match these colors, I'm like I don't want to critically think here. I just want to. Oh, I'll just slay this dragon. See, some of that I have to wonder is like, but sometimes that might be the the director or whatever. That's their way to work on pacing in oh, yeah. high action, low action, those moments to give you the little breaks. That's kind of why Alan Wake, you got a couple characters to play as and stuff like that. It's yeah. a good way for them to mix it up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, I just want to get everybody's thoughts. So I'm the only anti-puzzle and that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. We should get you to play Talos Principle 2 when it comes out. No. But I, and I'm not here going like oh all puzzles are bad or whatever. It's no, like, no. But then, if you like a puzzle, see if everyone, yeah, or or Portal Two, play Portal. <laughs> all right, can I be honest with you guys and the audience here? I I cheated at the end of Portal. <laughs> right where we that get, doesn't you. surprise me by this discussion, but that's just where, right where we get to. I think what is it uh, like J Jonah Jameson? His voice in there, I think <laughs> he was in there. That's why I yeah. started cheating. I was like, okay, I can't do Simmons. this. Yeah, I was just like, I just. This is too smart for me, but I want to enjoy this narrative, so let me, let me get through. <laughs> That'll be our secret audience. That said, here's not a secret, but yet a major announcement. Y'all, a little bit of housekeeping. We're doing our Extra Life on Saturday, November 11th, or at 12 p.m. Sorry, at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. PT time with 6-1 Indie over on YouTube, on Twitch, and hopefully TikTok. Ooh, that's, that's right. We are, we are three followers on TikTok away over at 6-1 Indie for Ooh. us to be able to do it live there. Nice. Um, so no matter what platform of your choice, especially since Twitch kind of dropped all that bullshit of um, exclusivity windows kind of thing. Couldn't even tell so, you what's happening over there. Yeah, so uh, YouTube.com slash 61indie, Twitch.tv slash 61indie, and 61indie on TikTok. Extra Life will be happening there. Joe and I are traveling down to North Carolina. That's right. We will be in person for Extra Life That's along right. with my 61 pals, the Towndros, right. and a couple other people. Yeah. And we'll be playing games raising a ton of money. Yeah. So I will put the link to the Extra Life page in the description. Or if I'll give it to Joe. We, so we can donate. Hit. One thousand doll hairs. I will get a tattoo. Okay, and to make it even more meaningful, I lost my dog a few weeks ago as of recording. I have his dog print. Oh, thank you. I have his dog print uh, right here, right next to me. I'm gonna be putting that on my calf if we hit one thousand dollars on extra life we are giving away a spider-man playstation 5 console and all of our merch sales this month will be going directly to extra life on top of that stay tuned because next week we're going to have a little bit of a of merch refresh for some exclusive extra life tees and a little hint this ken is very very excited about it so now, do you have any yeah. tattoos right now i gotta ask this would be my first one so it's actually funny you say that because yeah. I have zero at all. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. But I'm like, and I've, oh, because part of it's always like, what do I want to live forever? But I'm right. like, my first dog is one of my three that's out there. And she would be the first thing, kind of same idea I've thought about would be like, mm-hmm. that'd be the only first thing. So I get that. I'm going to be a useless wreck at oh, that yeah. moment. So oh, yeah. I'd. I mean, I'm so sorry for your loss. Of course. Thank I you. Mean, thank you. Don't have any kids. Literally just. 
Pops. Just doggos. So yep. yeah. Same uh, I will be I will be useless. But uh no, yeah. that's actually a really cool thing because that's I've wondered if I ever would get a tattoo and I'm like, that would probably be the only one that would make sense for me. So yeah, and hats off to that. I like it to, to me. It had to, it really had to be like, I love star Wars. Like, so it would be like, maybe it's star Wars. Maybe it's the last of us. But like, I was like, what's something that I know I would never even an ounce of me regret. Yep. And it's like the best boy ever. So link down below to the extra life. Um, Kyle, if you want to get that up while we do the Patreon pitch over live on YouTube or in the description, down below um yeah we're really excited to go raise some money and have some fun i can't wait to meet everybody or see everybody again uh so yeah it's gonna be fun that said listen this show is not possible without your generous uh uh you know your generosity over at patreon.com slash p as trophy room it's the reason your why we look so good you could say your patronage even the reason why we look so good sounds so great is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room so like we always say if we ever got you through a long car ride a tough day at work whatever your situation may be it helps even if it's just a buck it uh, keeps the lights on keeps this show running and that said i want to thank our newest member flim flam one three four at the bronze tier i want to thank our premium producers todd burwitz and toxic i want to thank our platinum members jay shay jedi master ren cowboy danger g jonas young the green gorilla gamer chaotic monkey millennium falcon gaming yuko kill 90 steven flesh strubles and bits bertos maximos chris hybrid 748 matt veldez chris the wizard solo liam russ silk cannon decimine Jadus Von Metal, who is sending me an awesome picture. Can't wait to see what that is. Mitchell Gramlin, Liam Rust, and Jonas Young. I want to thank our gold members. Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hyden Doyce, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Androsaur, Astronaut Jr., The Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brunty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold ET, Tino Six Speed, N Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, Duh Overlord, Dewani Rocksher, Rick Davis, Black Mavericks, and the Lord Commander himself, Lord James Sadi. Thank you all so much for your amazing help over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. We're doing a top tier tonight. Kyle and I are going to fight over the best weapons in video games. And I got yes. some... I, Most iconic. <laughs> iconic, even. And trust yeah. me, I, I'm going to come out with something. Kyle's going to be 0 for 2. That's all I got to say. No way. Two. I'm prepared. Unlike our Fantasy Critic League where Kyle rigged it all, he can't rig this. <laughs> I'm going to win, and it's not even going to be close, folks. Oh, Joe's going to be a clown next year, everybody. It's going to be great. <laughs> you shut your beautiful mouth, because it's time to square up the news. Uh, first bit of news that needs to be squared up is a big one, and unfortunately, a, a sad one. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Wales over at Eurogamer writes, Bungie reportedly warned employees of quote-unquote sharp drop in Destiny 2 popularity prior to layoffs. 
Layoffs at Destiny 2 developer Bungie reportedly impacted 100 employees, approximately 8% of its 1,200-strong workforce, and occurred just weeks after management warned staff that revenue for the year was running significantly below expectations. That's according to Bloomberg, which reports Bungie employees were issued quote-unquote dire management warnings that revenue was 45% below projections just two weeks ago. The slump is said to be the result of a sharp drop in the popularity of Destiny 2, with Bungie CEO Pete Parsons having reportedly highlighted weak player retention at the time. In that same meeting, according to Bloomberg sources in attendance, Parsons told employees that Destiny 2's next expansion, The Final Shape, which concludes the game's current light and darkness saga, was only getting quote-unquote good rather than great feedback. As such, management was planning to delay its release to improve the product. Bloomberg, based on documentation reviewed by the publication, says around 8%, approximately 100 employees, were laid off primarily from company support departments, including community management and publishing. All affected workers will reportedly receive at least three months of severance pay and three months of bungee-paid COBRA health insurance, but additional benefits are said to have ended Monday. Bloomberg says the layoffs are part of a, quote, larger money-saving initiative at PlayStation, which was which has also resulted in job cuts at Media Molecule, Naughty Dog, and other areas of the business. So, all this sucks. Uh, it seems like every week when we're talking and in, in, in celebrating some amazing games that come out, we always get this other story of people have been laid off, redundancies, mass layoffs, mass exoduses. And it always breaks our heart. We, we always, we're like a broken record at this point. Colin and I will always say it's like nine, nine times out of 10, it's a failure on management, right? Nine times out of 10, it's just the ones up top, you know, uh, uh, it's the ones that tops greed that affects the rest of the workforce. And to see folks that are out on their ass uh, because of the poor decisions of a few it sucks. And to see that, you know, people's health benefits, their main health benefits were going to end at the end of the month. And they chose the literal last one day uh, to 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 announce yeah. it is Th- this this whole thing tr- went for three months. I will say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which but, is well, well, then, some would actually some, it's yeah. better than some would actually yeah. do coming from a corporate environment. Like mm-hmm. you could get to a point where it's like you just go straight on Cobra. That's yeah. potentially not even covered by them. And that gets really expensive, much less yeah. take, basically rip out yeah. for severance. Which is so. what happened early this year to me. I got laid off unexpectedly and they were like, yeah, here's Cobra insurance that I would have to pay $400 a month or whatever of my own money, which I didn't have because I'm out of a job. Yeah. And it, it, just, just the suddenness and the timing of the way some people do this, like they let me go the day after they gave me retirement plans to look over. Jesus. Like they were, I literally legit just hit a year at the job and just got vacation time uh, because I didn't get any vacation time until a year hit a year. Then they'd let me go like two days afterwards. Yeah. So, So like, and it's so debilitating. It is so damaging. It is like, you go from having a steady thing to to nothing. It's so sudden. It's I'm still recovering. Most people are still recovering. Yeah. It's going to take a while because it's not easy just to get a job. Yeah, yeah it's it, really tough. It's it, you know I I saw some people out there in the games field going like yeah man like it it, it is rough to lose something, uh, and then you know even a year or two afterwards you're still building back up from where you once were. It's yeah you're right Kyle. It's nothing but debilitating. 
That said, Abantis, I go to you because again, we're gonna do the same song and dance every time we hear it. Uh, I I want to I, I want to see a new jig from you because you are a Destiny uh, or sorry you do cover Destiny primarily. Uh, you understand the community of Destiny of Bungie more than us. So I want to know how you're feeling, how you're taking the news, and how you're seeing the community take the news. Oh man, this is a lot to unpack. I've been yeah. trying to unpack it for the last couple you, of days. Basically, you could go been... on a TED talk, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, I've tried to watch and gather as much information I can from a lot of the big content creators, whether it be Fallout, Datto, Astacross, and then there's a list. If you go look at my history, I've watched most everybody's thoughts on it, and generally it just sucks yeah. because the more we keep learning about it over the course of, say, today with news coming out about things that people inside the studio, feedback that was going on, feedback that has been spoken by a lot of the community, whether it was falling on deaf ears or whether it was falling on deaf ears to management above, the way it was handled, the way Bungie built this giant studio and like expanded their footprint up in Bellevue, Washington, which is not a cheap place to have any type of footprint, but yeah. they still promote all this remote work. And then, you know, if you've got $20 million or something to build a new studio and then yet you lay off, you know, $10 million worth of people by a ballpark estimate or something like that, is it really necessary to do all of that? And this is, it's a combination of factors, I think, more than the any one specific thing now granted first off they said you know they missed their revenue goals by 45 percent. that ain't a small feat but i will also tell you exactly what i was like that is not a small feat but yeah. the other thing is if you've ever been around corporate sales quotas any of that crap in your life you know those things are always set by the wrong people yeah. they're set way too high they're set up for failure they're set up so you don't hit your quotas they're set up for any number of reasons that typically are not too logical we're also in a world of, especially in the States, where consumerism and trying to just, like, always grow. Mm -hmm. You can't just make enough profit to sustain a business and put out a game. It's like if you're not building and growing and exponential growth and all this stuff, it's like you're floundering. It's And it seems crazy to think about that. So it's weird expectations. You had the buyout from Sony, which that's a whole different piece of the discussion we'll get to in a little bit. Just the whole community right now kind of sucks because... Yeah. The early part of who we saw get let go was the community team. That is the yeah. people we interact with and you have a live service game. And when it comes to a live service game, you have to talk to your community. And when you lose a lot of the faces of that, like I think Cosmo is still there and he's been there. He's the oldest community person who's still there, I think. Yeah. Um, Leanna like, Rupert you... got let go and she was like leading accessibility as well at Bungie. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Leanna was, uh, and then Sam Bartley, and then you got um, Bennett. I'm trying to remember his name, Bianchi, who handled yeah. the events. And Lois goes on and on and on. And then, and it was at first, and I'm, si I'm sitting there just wondering, like, what is going on? Because this is Monday when we're starting to hear all this. And the early part of my speculation is you got the Sony buyout. They said there weren't going to be layoffs. They had them like $1 billion for retention, which is yeah. still stupid yeah. to try and do that math. But I'm going, okay, is it Sony trying to work on redundancies? Because I know like all the live service spaghetti they threw at the wall seems to be falling off the wall and not sticking. So is that all this stuff kind of coming to a head? And the one that threw a wrench into all of my thoughts on that is like Michael Salvatore in the mm -hmm. evening of Monday was like, Nobody losing their job is a good thing, but seeing somebody of his stature let go. A man that's worked on all the Bungie uh, 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 music since what, like Halo 
like three yeah, basically like early Halo. Yeah, early, early Halo. Yeah. He's been doing that. Covered all of Destiny. He's been there for twenty years. I mean, or more. You also have an artist, an art lead who's been there for thirteen years, who was part of like one of the Halo logos. I mean, all of these veteran people, community facing people. And I know it's like, yeah, you let a thousand people go, but when you talk about the people you're losing, it sucks. Um, <laughs> and they all seem to be from pieces that you don't know why you would be lo- like QA. Mm-hmm. Destiny has had one of its buggiest years this year. It actually has. We've had yeah. some major issues with server type things. We've had some major bugs. We had the crafting, which was just this whole mess. We've had some weird bugs that, I mean, people were crafting weapons that shouldn't have existed and taking them into PvP and just wiping mm-hmm. the fl- whole bunch of messes. And they have worked on fixing them, but I mean, those are moments to where things have been you'll launch a new season and here's an exotic and then a week later the exotic is turned off for six weeks until they figure out how to fix it, it that it has been a seems... thing that has been going on so yeah. yeah it's like so when you're kind of chopping the departments where i feel like you need to keep people in yeah. it also sends a weird message to the community of what their focus actually is yeah it, it and you know i saw one tweet that was like just kind of summed it up for me is I think it was something along the lines of like four out of the five people that worked on like Super Mario worked on uh, Super Mario Wonder. Right. So like, like, it's just like the retention that we, we forget about. I think one of the, what is it? The creative director of Final Fantasy, what was it? Uh, 16. One of them was like, they grew, or one of the producers grew up loving Final Fantasy VII, and like that was his dream, and like grew with the company. It's like we forget that, like, the minds that really make products special are the ones that have been there, that have put, you know, their blood, sweat, and tears, their DNA in the product for not just one year on contract, but tens of years. Right. So when I see when I see just people just mass layoff, it's just like the talent that you are just the brain drain that you are about to experience is just it, it doesn't make much sense. That said, I want to get into our first I want to get to our first uh, uh, question of the night. And thank you, Robotis, for for sharing it, because it does really seem like a lot of disarray right now for the community. Yeah, I was like, I could go on much more, but we'll probably get to a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So Katie writes in, hey, guys, as always, hope we are doing well, doing fantastic. So what's going on with the games of service plan? I personally think they went too big too soon. Wanting 10 live service games from 2024 to 2025 was a bit of a tall order. So what do we think this move means? Are they going to hold off until Jim Ryan leaves and a new CEO steps in, or will they backtrack completely from this idea? I personally don't think so, this uh, this one, because they put so much time invested into it just to let it go completely. As much, uh, sorry, as always, much love. Can't wait to see what you're doing with Extra Life this year. Well, guess what? Link down below to all that stuff. It's, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff. That said, Kyle, I'll go with you. As a PlayStation fan, we've been covering this games as service track and the messiness that has been trying to get their games of service in order. We're seeing trouble with the rumored or, you know, yeah, rumored Twisted Metal. We're seeing trouble with Last of Us factions being all but shelved. Uh, now we're getting this bungee news of also just the little bit we saw of Haven yeah. and whatever Concord is. Yep. 
But those teams right now, unaffected. Yeah, I mean, but, but we still haven't seen what those games are, yeah. per se. So what do you think? What do you think of Katie's questions? Do you do you think they went a little bit too in too 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 in too fast? Yeah. Uh, are you do you think they're backtracking? I I, I think they'll backtrack a little bit because from my limited research into it and just reading some things, it seems like, you know, with Jim being the one that kind of pushed for that and now that he's leaving, maybe the place the studios will, will not have to make games a service uh, as it seems like jim is the one that pushed for it and kind of pushed it on on people to have at least a project going sure um but from the from the get-go i was always nervous about it just because i didn't want time and money to be wasted on this when it could be put into amazing single player games and if anything the last i mean this year but even more so the last like four months or so single player games are crushing it On every level, so it's just we're seeing I don't know. we're seeing a whole lot of big companies start looking at you know launching live service games and then at nine months afterwards going and we're closing up shop right like I know there was a there was a new one that just that just came out I forget what it was um, it was re- revealed at the Xbox event I think it's called the Finals or something like that right and you know we're talking about it in the group chat and. Uh, we're just like, you know, this game looks great, but is it going to have a community in a few months? Like, that's the conversation. Like, how long like, is this thing going to Ubisoft one? Ubisoft one. Roller Chains. X Defiant. X Defiant. No, no, no. Oh. Not, not Roller. No, there was even another one where it was like all. Oh, Hyperscape. Like, thank you. That was oh, the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, that came yeah, and went like nothing. Yeah. So it's just like, I think AAA devs or just devs in, in general are looking at this lives as ser- a service, sorry, games as a service, um, you know, as this kind of like, ooh, this, 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 like a forbidden fruit. Like, this looks so tempting. Let's give it a try. And we're seeing more and more of these games not even come out, let alone be successful long term. So it seems like the ones that are there are still are also rather uh suffering from you know that fatigue of like yeah how many seasons are we going to have from apex legends and keep that game interesting and growing and at the same exact time balanced right now m9 prime writes if there are big layoffs at bungie sorry there were big layoffs at bungie does this mean the live service aspect of sony's plan might be in danger also why don't you think these bungie employees weren't just moved around studios to make live service games i gotta go to you with that question Bontis. uh as why they weren't yeah. moved around i do think it's the idea that sony is pulling back i mean you guys just basically said it. you had the jim ryan change coming up in march uh, you're looking at games that are not doing well. The live service bubble is kind of bursting. I've seen multiple people do articles and mm. things about that. It is, I mean, you even saw somebody like Diablo and you're going, Diablo 4 could not have much more hype behind it. Yeah. And then to see that season one bombed, now season two is coming back pretty decently. Yeah. But if season one of Diablo can't quite hit it out of the gate and they had the plan, they had two teams lined up to be con- yeah. concurrently making seasons seasonal teams that's i mean they pulled that one straight out of bungie's hat because that's what you need you need a team to make a game you also need people making the content three and six months in advance in this concurrent rotation because you know people are going to eat it up crazy fast and how quick can you push it out and it's never fast enough and 
it's got to be one of those things. I mean, you mentioned Concord, Fair Games, um, anything else that's live service of the all the tin spaghetti that's stuck to the wall. Yeah. There haven't been many. So at this point, it's honestly probably the combination of why weren't those people moved? It's a, it's probably because where, for one, some of those people were removed from are places where they would see redundancy of just some of it. That's what I had seen earlier. Yeah. Somebody like a composer like Michael Salvatore, I don't know how you could possibly remove him from the Sony umbrella when you actually got him in the umbrella in the first place. Yeah. So that one still blows my mind a little bit with composers of talent, but you've also got community managers that are like, you want to train a community manager? Pull one from Bungie because they go through more crap than most of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. In a and week. If you can, yeah. And like if you could pull somebody who's got the talent to work on the weekly blog article dealing, pulling all the information from developers that they do for like the TWAB article, which is a, this week in Destiny. Or the people who work at that studio, the interview process I've heard of and saying like, if you can get in there, you've got something going on. Yeah. So to be let go, I'm hoping all these people land on their feet. I really do, because people are going to be really dumb to not snatch all these people up very quickly. Mm -hmm. But if you're at a point where you let those people go and you don't just move, people wouldn't say I got let go and I'm like looking for a job today. The fact that they I think it is part of that live service push to say it may not last because you've said multiple ones. I mean, you saw hyenas. That was Sega's biggest right. game this year was another one and they just shelved the whole thing before it ever got off the ground. You had the finals. Some people are saying, Hey, it's kind of fun to play, but as you've said, how long is that one going to last? Mm -hmm. X defiant says it's going to have, it's delayed. It's launch. It was supposed to have a year's worth because of maps, it's which is call of duty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's fair, but also yeah. they're like, Oh, we're going to have a map every month. And we're over here in destiny going, we haven't had a map in three years. How are you guys? <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of another, that's a yeah. whole ball of issues. It's, there. it's a lot of, it, it seems like, I mean, it's just a, yeah, it's a ball of like just dysfunction, like waiting to happen with like over promising, under delivering you know like yeah you're right like a, a new math map every month how the hell is that gonna work and for how long and are those maps gonna be you know good this that and the other thing you know to me i i do think part of it is yes playstation's probably looking at their live service plans going this is just not working maybe we need to kind of get back on track with what we do know what to do or, or or what type of games that that our audience are going to make but i don't think this is them pulling back entirely they still spent billions of dollars on bungie i think they want to see I, that okay, investment so, pay off uh, they spent money on bungie and i yeah. do think marathon got pushed yeah because they do want it but with some of the news and rumors that we saw today with more coming out about marathon supposedly some people got to see it like whether it was tarkov players and stuff like that they supposedly got to see it. They were asked if they would want to play it right now. Nobody in the room raised their hand because they weren't that excited about that. Mm -hmm. So that not being able to launch sooner if being pushed back farther also means they've got even more importance on Destiny being as that's their only cash influx right now. Yeah. And you get to the monetization of all of that. But honestly, like, are you... So Bungie may be a thing where I don't think they're going to completely abandon ship. It's not like they're like, all right, you buy. Like, they spent the money. They've got talent in there if they can deal with whatever bump in the road this is going to be, which seems like it's going to be a really rough road. But there's also some of those games that they may have put a lot of money into for live service, but I also think they may cancel some of them. I mean, we saw, uh, what was it, Concord and Fair Games were the couple mm -hmm. that we saw a name of. Yeah, We may not see any else, and there may have been 10 and we may see two. Don't even know how those mm -hmm. two are going to do, how they're going to land, the Haven one as well. 
like we there may have been a lot more that we won't know and the ones that we even know about we don't i don't know if we'll ever see all of those live to be honest with you i wonder how many of those because yeah. as you as as we've said the amount of support it takes to run a live service game if you're not epic or you're not genshin impact like it's really hard to do really hard it's, to do it's also i i think just uh, important to bring up that it's hasn't been confirmed that these layoffs even have anything to do with Sony. Right. It could just be Bungie in-house kind of doing this. And not... that is, that was actually one of the pieces of news that came out yeah. today is it was more rumor that Sony may be making some cuts, but Bungie seems to have known. Kind of... yeah, yeah. Two they... weeks ago was the, like the news about the 45% short of revenue that probably started some internal. So it's like the idea is, it sounds like it came more from internal Bungie than it did from Sony. Yeah, which so hurts the, even more for a lot of us watching on this side. What one million percent? So, it it might like this theorizing of Sony like canceling other live live service games still might come true, but like they're not like directly correlated yeah. with each other. No, I, and so. I think that's a, that's a great note. That honestly, that's why that's why you're the co-host, my friend, because you, you catch me when I would have totally overlooked that group. Good point. Uh, Delicious Morsels writes in, hey guys, with the massive one-two punch that this news of layoffs uh, at Bungie and PlayStation are starting to pivot away from their games and service plans, do you think news like this, coupled with the fact of even Fortnite has been struggling to turn a profit profit lately signals a turning point for for the industry where players begin to reject live the live service model is it possible we begin to see a return in a more traditional multiplayer approaches where multiple portion uh sorry yeah multiple portion comes alongside a single player campaign rather than being a standalone product that risks vanishing into obscurity if it fails to create a consistent player base Kyle, are we going to get back to the days of Dead Space 2 multiplayer? <laughs> are we going to get, oh boy. you know, are we going to get that resistance God game? God of War Ascension? Wanting? Yes. <laughs> Mag is back, baby. Mag's um, back. It's even it, bigger. Bigger maps. All of it. 250 players? No, 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 no. It, it, it's, now, it's now Mag with an extra M. More massive <laughs> um, action game. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I... I I, I I hope that they're not completely done with multiplayer because when it works, it works. Like I I think of like Uncharted multiplayer is really really fun. OG factions is great. Even um uh oh my god, what was the Ghost of Tsushima mode? Legends. Oh my god, great Legends. time. Well, that was amazing. Like yeah. yeah yeah. Um so like there there's still room for it in the PlayStation circles. It's just I think they went too hard too quickly and tried to too ambitious. Too ambitious. Like, if this was instead of like the goal of having 10 in a couple years' time, do 10 over the course of a decade or, you know, just kind of slow roll it a little bit. And when it comes to like things are struggling to turn a profit lately, just to bring the real world, the real world in, Mm -hmm. everyone's struggling to to get money to do things and spend it on fun things. So, Like student loans have just you know restarted Don't for many many people. Don't tell me about it, Kyle. Listen, I'm. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so like there there are other things and and you know I inflation think, and all that yeah. jazz. It's it's tough to spend money. It's tough. Uh, 
um, rationalizing spending money on a digital thing right. that's extra on top of the base, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, listen, I still splurge on that Halloween pack on Fortnite. You got to be kidding me if I'm not going to be Michael Myers, you know, playing that goddamn keyboard. You'd Do you just go around mind. doing the keyboard the whole time? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be a giant banana doing that. Anyway. But at the same exact time, I do think there's Kyle. I think I think you also hit it out of the head, uh, out of the park here, where it's just like, yeah. I mean, pe- people are are. I think part of it is is what Bonta said of like you have people making the goals that shouldn't be in those roles, making said goals to hit, uh, and you're having you know a, a year like 2023 being weighed against 2022, 2021, 2020, where most people were stuck in their homes, or in the case of 2022, starting to leave their homes out of out of you know you know fears of COVID and all that, and now you're getting into this you know we're getting back to that normal pre-COVID type of engagement with games, and you're seeing investors start being rather sheepish about entering this arena because it's a lot of money to make games. And so that said, like to me, it's like, how do these big triple a publishers adapt to that? Because these triple a, you know, publishers, there's a tremendous amount of risk with each and every one of these big triple a games. It's their major strength that they're able to throw $200 million into a, you know, Jedi survivor or whatever have you. But if Jedi survivor don't hit for them, thank God it did. But like, let's just say it didn't. Holy shit, like EA's in some trouble. So, you know, that's the other thing that I want to kind of kind of point to is like there's now a, a new problem because they thought the band-aid was live service. Oh, this will help the the high cost of our other games. They don't have that safety net anymore. So what happens there? It's interesting. Abatis, you, you yeah. look like you wanna say a few words. Take it away. Uh it's the live service thing is tough. Everybody wants a piece of this like constant cash cow. Yeah. I mean, it's printing money for whoever's got a piece of it right now. And everybody wanted a piece because you had Fortnite, you had Genshin, you had whether it's gotcha or Fortnite or skins or however you were trying to make your money. Everybody wanted a little piece of it. And if you had somebody engaging with your game, constantly logging in the metrics and stuff that you've seen from that type of stuff is all intriguing, but you, Again, it's very hard to support. Ask anybody who's tried. It's not an easy thing to do. The other thing I feel like a lot of these companies, I know they have to think about it, but at some point you're just, it's a zero sum game. There's only so much time each one of us have. Yeah. So if I already have like maybe a Diablo and a Destiny, how in the hell am I going to try your other eight or nine or 10 or whatever else is out there? I barely have enough time to play any of this other stuff that's going on. And Immortals of Avium. Yeah. And I think that's the other piece that I've, kind of forgot to get to this year is 2023 is insane oh my god <laughs> so 2023 many games. has is probably a true record for gaming i mean granted we have more games now than we used to if you're going to go yeah. back to like 97 or 2001 or whatever those years were but this year whether it's nines or eights 150 hours in boulders they're also bigger than they used to be so you've got 150 hours in a non-live service game from a company that did early access and then came out of the park and crushes it Mm-hmm. something like armored core kind of got missed even though it's like a from soft game and yeah. i still haven't played that one and i want to but then you've got like your zeldas i forget almost every week that hogwarts legacy came out this year yep <laughs> and that game's legit like when you fly around and you're looking at hogwarts castle i'm like that looks amazing right all of that stuff in one year so now you're having the culmination of all years and this is where bungie probably just 
botched expectations. It's 45%. You're not even close. Could have been maybe like, hey, we're short 15, 20% if we were realistic. And then I got to some other things. But um, it's this idea that there is only so much time. Mm -hmm. And when everybody's having some really good gaming and it's like, where do you want to spend your money? Do you want to spend it on microtransactions or a season? Or do you want to skip one or two of those and put it into a fantastic game that you saw just got another nine and i want to check out alan wait because i have spooky season and i want to get this crap scared out of me like whatever it is all of that this year is multiple factors going in is one of the best year for games one of the worst year for game developers so many people have lost and tech is exponentially worse i've heard thousands and thousands and thousands of people have lost their game or their jobs in tech outside of gaming yeah um so across the board that's bad but this is like COVID backed everything up. And then finally this year, it's like, bro, it just vomited every game that we've been waiting on. Yeah. Uh, it's what it feels like at least. Yeah. So then when you finally get to this point, yeah, of course your live service games are going to struggle because there's too much to compete with. And then you're also sitting here at a point wondering, I can't even play the half the stuff that I want to. Of course, yeah. no one's going to win. <laughs> yeah. No, and again, I, I think you're, you're completely right there. It's like the success also like adds on to like that, that pressure of like, yeah, there's so many games. Like I, I still need to finish final fantasy 16. And I legitimately love that game. See <laughs> mm-hmm. stars legitimately love it. Need to still beat it. Like, is that one of those that square thought hit the, yes. They're, see, they're another one that's horrible about their sales expectations. Oh, yeah. Square is awful about that. Oh yeah. yeah they, and the final fantasy Guardians. 16 situation makes me so upset yeah bad combat amazing narrative by the way i love like great story to go through so like yeah it 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 is it's just a culmination of of awful scenarios to be in if you are a live service game with you know how long has destiny been up man like what 10 plus years we're i mean destiny one would have been the whole franchise is 10 years destiny 2 is going on year seven i mean so it's been like it's been it's been a while, so to even stay this relevant still is is a feat. That said, I want to get to the last question. I'll, I'll, I'll actually take this question from and, and kind of end cap it here. Regis Prime writes, Hey guys, hope all is well. Mr. Badbit, delighted to hear that you're getting a new pupper. That's right, we are looking at this weekend. I'm nice. very excited. Uh, my question is, how worried are you guys about the live aspect swing PlayStation is taking here? Just listening to the Xbox Two podcast and just brought up, hey, listen, Whoa, you got to pay for that product placement. No, I'm not kidding. Jez brought up a point about Sony quickly cutting ties with games that don't succeed quickly, i.e. days gone. We know that the live service games, it can take, sorry, could take many updates over the course of a year or two to get them to a really good spot, i.e. Destiny 1 with the Taken King. Do you guys think devs will be given the time to fix, update, and let the game grow into something great i really hope so uh, a good live service game that is what playstation is missing uh man they are not they <laughs> it's you're right i think it's not that games don't succeed qu- quickly like days gone days gone sold well sold actually pretty darn good it was just not critically received well and i think that's something that playstation cares very deeply about and that was like that's something that we've been echoing for months here is just like you know the one trouble that playstation has to get out is like they have these 10 to 12 games that they want out live service in the next few years jim ryan's even said on the record of like i'm not ignorant to the fact that some of these games won't make it a lot of these games won't make it 
that could tarnish the reputation PlayStation has for putting out those AAA, you know, for lack of better words, and because my audio bar is not working correct, AAA bangers that we expect PlayStation to drop every year. So that's really the question is like, does PlayStation want to risk that reputation uh, putting out a game that's not going to be, you know, an automatic eight or nine? You know, that's that's really what it is. And we're seeing right now, <laughs> PlayStation is not afraid to just kill something when it ain't even out, right? When it's yeah, still in its I mean, stages. I was like, it's it sucks for anybody working on a game like that to have it on their, to not even be able to put something on your resume. Cause it never came out. Mm-hmm. Never be like point to that. I made that. You're like, I made stuff. Yep. You can't see it. I made, redacted so that's terrible for the, yeah, I made redacted. 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 Yeah. Uh, but also on the other side, it's like some, on the other side, you see some companies get into the sunk cost fallacy and be like, it is so bad, but we have this much money into it. We have to shove something out there. Mm-hmm. And then you get some of the games that are, not worth your time. You're like, what is this joke studio? Like, what are these things doing? Whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. There was a game I got to play an early access copy of not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And I had to set it down after 45 minutes. And it is a full price game. And it is not a small game, like 80 gig. And I'm sitting there going, I, I, I had to take the thumper moment from Bambi. Like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. I couldn't. Yeah. I could not do a review on that one because I nothing. I, I played for 45 minutes. I was confused. Combat was bad. It looked as just like it. my best way to describe it was like, hey, I toyed around with Unreal and I finally got something to kind of work and I hit publish <laughs> on it. Yeah. That is kind of how and it was better than obviously that. But it was you have that. And then I turned around and booted up Spider-Man and I'm going these are not the same and they're almost like they're $10 different basically. And, yeah. and I'm sitting there going as taking it back to what you said about triple a games. That's the huge risk we are at. Now the triple a games have to be bangers. And when you set a bar at God of war, Spider-Man last of us. And the rumor, when I hear this low rumor somewhere, that last of us two is going to get like a remake or something. I about lose my mind because I'm like, Preach. but we I also no. But on the other side, we're going to buy it anyway. (laughs) And that's the, and that's right there. The reason why they would do it is because that is a pure business decision. And that's them sitting there saying, naughty dog, you tried factions. Bungie came in. You can take their grain of salt if you want to or whatever. But if you're saying this is going to be, whether it's paid or free to play or however it is, it's not going to have the engagement numbers, metrics or whatever it is to make this investment worthwhile. So there's money we just lost out of you. We need you to make us some money. And we know Last of Us 2, while it is just a copy remake, which we I don't feel is old enough to require that right now. That is a pure business decision. And that one, like, that kills me to my core because I'm like, I want to see what Naughty Dog can do otherwise because obviously they tell great stories. Yeah. But then you see somebody like Insomniac, who's been the best buy in the entire world for Sony, yeah. put out what they do. And then Wolverine, I can't wait to see what they do with that oh as well. Um, it's weird to see the like the balance of both and you see somebody like remedy just do it just go out of like i don't want to say out of left field because their games are good and unique but when you play through this game you're going i don't even know how to tell somebody but i there was a point my wife does not like scary stuff but i was like you have to come see this section of the game just to like (laughs) this is a spooky game this is like a thriller horror scare the crap of you i'm like she's like i'm like put the headphones on and she's like no i'm like just 
I will not scare you. Just do it and sit down for this part. And I was just like, how does this make it into a game? And right. I'm not spoiling what it is, but to be able to take those creative risks, you either have to have a lot of, a ton of trust first off, and then also just know that your vision is going to come together. And there's just not a lot of places that can do that. So somebody like Remedy, I just want to support. I want to buy the game again just so they can. I was legitimately thinking that just today. I'm like, they bring out a physical version. I'm not even a physical. I'm in. Everything they bought. And I think it it comes down to one of the things that I was thinking about while while before, you know, making a show tonight was uh, scope. Uh, That's probably something that ought to be and needs to be kind of uh, grappled with as we enter this stage of AAA games that can't really risk something with such high returns on right um you have to you have to know when to limit your scope on something i think alan wake i think remedy uh does a pretty damn good job on because they know exactly what that game wants to be it's going to be a tight you know x amount of hours type of experience you know exactly where you're going to get though and i think that's what that's what we're going to probably be needing is we can't have the Valhalla. This is going to take 200 plus hours to, yeah. to beat. you know, there's going to be few and far between that, that, that are going to do that. And we're entering into this reality that we really don't need a EA Activision. You name the big AAA game to make a game that is going to be one of the biggest this year, i.e. like, a you know, Baldur's Gate type of situation. So that said, that wraps up the huge conversation that was, Bungie and again our thoughts go out to everyone affected um it's it's literally the worst feeling in the world we've all been there it's it's awful and our hearts go out to y'all and I hope we kept it calm we kept it civil and you appreciated our input and our thoughts on the whole situation that said Kyle screw you Joe (laughs) go to heck Kyle I'll kick you I'll kick you in your shins uh I'll do it next week Gaming acquisitions, Kyle. You want to talk about that? Ooh, nothing gets me more excited. Oh boy! Speaking about a lot of money for that, I'll never ever understand having. <laughs> Zarmina Khan over at PS Lifestyle writes: Gaming acquisitions to increase in 2024. Sony expected to be an active buyer. Leading tech mergers and acquisitions investment bank Drake Star has said that it. Is that a real? That's, okay, a, poor that's, name. The name of the that's a poor name. That's the name of the bank. I was oh. like, is that a human? <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's a porn even, bank. That raises even more questions. That's Why a... would your bank be called Drake Star? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Drake Star uh, LLC has said that it expects an uptick in gaming acquisitions, including PlayStation acquisitions, based on conversations it has had with, quote, many of the top gaming companies, end quote. Sony is expected to be one of the most, quote unquote, active buyers starting in 2024. Previous reports suggest PlayStation is under pressure to make major acquisitions. Drake Star understandably didn't say which top gaming companies it spoke to, but told Axios that Tencent, Sony, and Take-Two Interactive will be among the most active buyers in 2024. There was no mention of Microsoft, which will presumably pause its acquisition activity for a while following the high-profile purchase of Activision Blizzard for a whopping $68.7 billion. Quote, Quarter 4 2023 has started on a great note with the era-defining gaming deal in Microsoft Activision finally closing after a lengthy regulatory review, Drakestar wrote in its report. We expect mergers and acquisitions activity to steadily increase in 2024, end quote. Kyle, this is one of those, this, this is again where we, you know our stance. 
You know? Yeah, we hate it. It's just we don't a, like it. It's just a part of, I guess, what gaming is now. It just sucks. That said, though, it's like you know, after the news of just what we've just been talking about for the last hour, it's like maybe just don't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just don't. Maybe you're just good doing what you're doing right now, and we don't have yeah. to. We don't have to do anything like this. I don't know. Maybe take some of that money you were going to acquire a studio and give it to the studios to make sure their staff can be held. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Keep that talent. Hey, I don't know. CEOs, maybe take a pay cut. Maybe don't take a bonus. Let's not get Yeah, but this is like, of course they're going to be in on acquisitions. Yeah. Like, it's just the nature of the landscape now. To what extent? I don't know. Yeah. I, but like you know our stance here everybody if they do acquire anything we want it to feel like it, it fits oh. well sure but it, it it's like i will never question it it's always amazing <laughs> no but it needs to be a studio that has playstation like historical i will just consume it. it no questions asked okay <laughs> abontis i want to know what you think not a, listen i i don't care what you think about the abk thing i don't i don't i don't we're, we're over it's done Water under the bridge, you know. We never uh, have acquisitions to talk happen all the time. That's just life. There you so, go. Anyway, so all right, thank God. I want to know though. Do you feel as though PlayStation is under that pressure to make something, you know, big in terms of uh, acquisitions or just to acquire anything at all? I want to know what what your thoughts on that are, man. I mean, there's the way they have their partnerships set up sometimes feels like they have been kind of sneaky smart about it. Mm-hmm. Where you take Square, where they've had the exclusive on Final Fantasy Remake that's held down for a while, and you know Xbox wants that one, but that contract seems to be going on forever. Because, I mean, you see them not get Rebirth or yep. Remake or Integrate, but they get Crisis Core, I think was the one they got. Yep. Um, so you had that. And they that. just got 14. Yeah, and they just got 14. So it's like, so they're trying that one, but you've still got certain things that are going to be exclusive to Sony. And Sony has good studios, but you're also going to start competing with the Microsoft wallet, which is just big. Yeah. It's massive. I mean, it's way bigger than anybody else is playing in the industry right now. Tencent's probably the only one that might, but I mean, Microsoft, Microsoft, they have a buttload of money. Um, for them, it would be something where I think it would need to make sense. Mm-hmm. It's not just like go buy to go buy. If you were going to buy Square, hopefully it would be a reason that if you saw that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and whatever Part Three is supposed to be, and then if you see, foam you know, maybe stars. there's. I like. I hear that. Stars. I hear that game's fun. Say? I haven't played it. It was fun. Oh. It was fun about this. Foam it was stars. so. Much I heard. Fun. I heard it was stupid fun, but I'm like, that's basically like ripping off Splatoon. But you know, good. Good luck with you, that. Listen, you pan the camera a little higher, you're gonna see the Splatoon uh, picture right above. We just Suddenly. talked about too many live service games. <laughs> right, but oh, you I'm... can never have an, enough Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. Never. So it's like so, but that's Sony needs to focus on. Could they use an acquisition? I don't know what their financial situation looks like right now with the restructuring. If you're laying off people over here, if live service games didn't work, I don't know what their balance sheet's going to look like. Um, Now, do they have money to where they could probably buy some company if they wanted to leverage them? Maybe. Sure. Are there ones that... They just leverage leverage third-party deals so well and effectively i think it was just like the other week we were talking about like look at hogwarts legacy a really great example of like how many how how many people walked in thinking that game was just straight up a playstation exclusive is is just 
it's crazy. Again, one of my best friends thought that was that was a PlayStation exclusive that she needed to go out there and buy a PlayStation Five over. And you know, deals like Jedi Survivor, like tying your brand with other brands, just makes sense. So, like to me, it's like, why do you need to go out there and buy anything when you are so good at wheeling and dealing? You know. Yeah, and that they have done a very good job at that for a very long time. Their Call of Duty rights have paid off for this past generation and four. Obviously, those are going to be going away here in a little while for whatever contracts run out. Um, But it's also, as you said, there are ways to do it, which have worked for a while. But if Microsoft gets done, gets the approval and they get ABK approved, they may not have they may not have as much of a choice. Mm hmm. If they do want to maintain some partnerships, if they're like, hey, we've got one with Capcom or we've got one with Square, we've got this one. Well, Xbox is going to buy Square and make everything exclusive. Um, How much money we got? (laughs) I mean, there are certain ones where it may make sense just because certain games are associated with PlayStation. And that's where I, I lean on Square. But there are certain ones where it's not as much. But they make, you know, purchases. They bought Nixus. Make some of the better PC ports you can ask for. They're not like they've actually done really well. Not other PC ports have been good, but I think Nixus have been really solid. Yeah. Um, You know, you got people like Housemark. You they prove themselves with something uh, with the. What was the one before Returnal? The little shooter on the Resogun. Resogun. Yeah, they did that one. And then all of a sudden they come out, they do Returnal, which is this just way out of their wheelhouse, but they Mm -hmm. absolutely crush it. So you see somebody like that get, you know, kind of pulled into their, you know, their bubble. It's like their second party work, kind of the close friends kind of going to put it on a Sony platform, but we're not going to buy you yet. They've worked that very well. My worry is now between Embracer, which definitely has their own problems right now with that deal that didn't go through. And now they can't even manage all the people they have. But Tencent still has money and they want their finger in everything or as much as they can. Xbox is now done with ABK and has probably opened up to um, just buying something else now that that one's done. So they may want to continue working as they had for a while, but they may also be left with less options if they're pressured by other entities in the industry. So that's my hunch is that I like the way they handle their stuff. I mean, I'm not a big fan of exclusive games. If you own the studio, yeah, that's how it's all going to work. And if you make a deal for marketing, then so be it. Right. I own all the systems, so I don't care. So I understand where people don't enjoy exclusives. I get that. It's a business thing. And if you enjoy it, that's a thing. Sony wanted Starfield. Yeah. And so they they almost would have had that too. And it's kind of one of those where it's like, if they can work those cool, but if Xbox is going to come in and we'll be instead, we'll just buy you. They might have to reevaluate how they handle stuff. That's still wild wild to think there is a PlayStation version of Starfield on something. It it probably doesn't run well, but yeah. Yeah, (laughs) but it's there. It it exists. Yeah, no, I I think about this, you hit on something where it's, um, if the partnership matters to them, um, both in, yeah, IP and how they work together and how they gel together, I think that's going to be important for Sony moving on. Um, because you're right. I think, I think it's more like a defensive thing of, Hey, listen, we need a steady catalog that when people look at it, go, that thing's a PlayStation thing. And that's why it's easy for us to go. All roads lead to square. Right. Um, but it's from would be a weird one to watch. Oh my God. If say, if like Tencent, Microsoft and Sony all went after from, and 
I don't know if From Software would sell right now because they're probably fine after yeah. Elden Ring and everything else. I don't think they're There's hurting. A, Tencent, I think, has a huge stake in them. Too. Yeah, Sony that and Tencent fair. both have a fourteen percent. Yeah. yeah. So but, it's like, but if that was like really going to be like one of one of us is going to buy it and be like, man, I do not want to watch that war because that would get messy. Yeah. That kind of thing to where they are the epitome of like the pinnacle of Souls games. Everybody wants that on their platform. If somebody was going to try and pull that to be exclusive, yeah. that's where it gets hard. Even as a player to say, I don't want any of you to have like Tencent at least keeps it neutral, but then you got weird ownership as well. Yeah. It's a whole different problem. Shady but ownership. Yeah. And, and again, so it, that's it where comes it's down all to, kind of messy. Yeah. It, it, it comes down to making defensive moves rather than something that is like offensive where it's like, yeah, Xbox getting ABK does absolutely change the playing field, whether you like it or not. And, Sony has to adjust and calculate to that for sure. So I do think it's coming whether, you know, we like it or not. I just rather things stay the way they are. I, 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 yeah. I'm not a creature of change. It's also wild to think yeah. that there's probably already an acquisition that's close to being done. And we oh. won't know about it just because it's going to take too long. Like, yep. I, I feel like a lot of people think they just go to a store and, and be like, oh, I want this developer. I want, <laughs> Let's go to the checkout. There's yeah. probably deals already written and like hundreds of pages long contracts being looked over right now yeah. for some sort of acquisition. We'll hear about it in a few months. Like it's yeah. wild to think that. Yeah. We're, we're acquiring something. That's all I could say. What are we acquiring? A PlayStation portal? This household yeah. is. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. I'm actually thinking about that yeah. now. Okay. I want to ask you guys. Yeah, please. Where, where's the value in that for you? Cause I kind of know where it is for me, but I'm not usually fighting my wife for a TV. So it's yeah. kind oh, of, for but the it's portal? also like, yeah, but it's also like where, depending on if I'm going to move it around or use it as a handheld. Mm. One of my main issues with it is not just like Bluetooth. It's their specific headphones that really, yeah. that's kind of a, why'd you have to do it? Go that way, Sony yeah. on me. Um, if it, so that's where I'm kind of like on the fence. So I was just kind it's, of curious it's for your my thoughts toilet. on that one. It's for my toilet. <laughs> for, for me as an avid sports watcher, yeah. it'd be nice to have sports on the TV and then still play games. Yeah. Okay. Same. Couch that, downstairs. Yeah. I, I was like totally against it earlier this year. And then something clicks like, well, you know, there's 162 games of baseball. That's like <laughs> four hours every day of not gaming. Cause hey, I live in games, Dallas. So, like, we might have some celebrations coming here soon. That's true. Yeah, you yeah. might. I'm not even a big baseball guy, but you know, your town actually might win their very first series. It's exciting. Ever. Yeah. You, you it's pay exciting. attention. Yeah. 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 I saw well, McCaffrey was rooting for the Arizona. And then yesterday yeah. I looked at the score. I was like, ouch. Sorry, yeah, dude. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club? Is that the one? <laughs> Not baseball Wrong. related at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do, do you know what that's referencing? Because that, that gets messy real fast. Do you know about that movie fast. at all, Joe? Do you know Actually, what that movie's you know what? about? I blame my COVID brain. I'm going to walk that back. <laughs> Just clear my like, mind. Please no Google that movie. <laughs> when we're done, I yeah. need you to go Google that movie. Yeah. And, it's a um, really good movie, too. Oh, no, I know. It's a good I cried movie, it. but it's a... Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's yeah. Question. Um hey, what 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 is the team in Dallas? <laughs> Astros. Uh, Texas, Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. Oh, damn it. What was the Astros? Yeah. I'm not, I was like Houston I'm not Astros. even Houston Astros, Texas Rangers. Yeah. Right, cool. I'm, I'm not even a baseball guy. I haven't been to the new stadium they built. That old stadium wasn't even that bad, but yeah. it was not covered in the new one I know it is, but no, I'm a 49ers fan sitting in Texas. So I'm in just the wrong state. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, listen, let's talk about some more things that we don't know about, like Capcom's unannounced major title. Kyle, take it away. 
It better be Monster Hunter. Sorry, I had That's to right. do it. That comes from Ryan Dinsale over at IGN. Capcom is getting ready to launch a big game despite not having announced it yet, as the Resident Evil Devil May Cry and Street Fighter Maker has a quote-unquote unannounced major title launching by March 2024. As reported by VG247, Capcom said during the questions and answers section of its recent financial results presentation that this unannounced title will allow it to reach its sales goal for the year. Quote, in the second half of this financial year, we plan to release Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy in January, in addition to a currently unannounced major title, Capcom mm. said. Capcom said, translated by Reddit user HZY980512. Oh, hold on. Let me walk that back. Yep, it's please. been a while. Translated by Reddit user HZY980512 and verified by IGN. Quote, moreover, we plan to boost the sales figures of new titles of the first half of this financial year, like Street Fighter VI, to achieve the target. End quote. It's, cur- it's currently unclear what this unannounced major title is, mm. of course, but Capcom certainly has plenty of franchises to pull from. Its IP include the uh, aforementioned Street Fighter, Resident Evil, and Devil May Cry, alongside the likes of Mega Man, Dead Rising, and Monster Hunter. Hot dang. Bertos Maximus writes in, Good afternoon, gentlemen. I've been playing the Spooderman, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> words cannot describe how I feel just from the opening section of the game. Now let us talk Capcom. I don't know why I did the accent, but I'm going to keep on going. Hey, loving it, loving it, keep going. Their mystery game, or at least one of them, may be a Monster Hunter title. I did see rumors, with a U in it, to be fancy, of one, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember the full name. I'm going to be honest, I'm stoked for this. The last Capcom game I played was uh, was one of the Resident Evil titles, to be honest. So what about you, gents? Do you, th- uh, sorry, what do you guys think would be uh, your, sorry, you know what, it's not me, it's him, it's not me, it's him. Uh, would you also be stoked for Monster Hunter the title there and like go. me dive headfirst into it? God damn it, that's why you read the questions on me, my dumb, dumb <laughs> ADHD brain. As always, stay safe, you guys, keep hunting, keep bringing us great content, and Kyle, House of Slanger is coming for House of Banger. I don't know, after I just mess up those words. Um, it's going to be... A goat. Game of Thrones style? Oh, sorry, Game of Thrones style battle. You know, listen, I can't... It's the coffee high. It's the sugar rush. It's a lot. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. crashing. Go pop a Reese's and then come back. It's <laughs> <laughs> a performance dancing drug on the show. Uh, have a good one, guys. Your friend from across the pond. P.S. Love you really, Kyle. <laughs> love you too, but House Banger is still better. Well, let's relax. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah? Mystery game. Yeah? Would you be stoked for a Monster Hunter? If not... I so, Pontus. I I just heard you're a big Monster Hunter fan. Um, Honestly, I'm never played one. Okay, so I'm not a huge one, but I will say I put about 200 hours into Monster Hunter World too. Oh, okay. okay. So that was the one that hooked me. Like Rise didn't play much, but I want a world. And even and when World came over to PC, I didn't want to put the time back in. Which is why I kind of I never got into Iceborne, and I heard Iceborne was still fantastic. But it was the it was the scale of world and again as we get farther along it's like if i can see them do if they can do a true next gen kind of more open spaces the way their levels are designed to kind of get it but if they can kind of get a little freshness to that genre mm-hmm. to that genre it's the because we just got a resident evil i feel yeah. like we don't get it like we don't nine i hear is going to be massive so that'll probably be a little while and I feel like this one's been in the works for a bit. Like the rise felt like it was the smaller team and the world's been cooking for a bit. Yep. I want to see what they serve. 
Yeah. And it's kind of the point to where now it would be next gen only. So you wouldn't have kind of some of the, the graphics would get that hopeful update and stuff. If they're working with the RE engine, it's going to be pretty gorgeous. Oh, that's All true. of that's the, so, or it's the RE next or whatever yeah. art. Mm-hmm. REX? Yeah. Rex that's engine. Yeah. That's like the yeah. next engine that they're working on. Yeah. Like. So, and it's, and it's more just as I keep falling more in love with the type of combat that I've been doing and stuff with, you know, whether it's Liza P or Monster Hunter or Souls, it all happened. I blame Bloodborne. And since then, yes, God bless. Down. God bless. Bloodborne was my first. Yeah. And then since then, I played basically everything except Dark Souls 2 because everybody's like, yeah, that one's not the best. It's not, it's not good. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Sin Vendetta who reminded us two years ago, I secretly platinum Bloodborne behind Joe's oh back. Oh, God, what a moment. Which is a great moment. <laughs> what a moment. Um, but what, could, what say you do? I, I, I could I could see it being a couple of things. Okay, tell me. I, I think a long requested game from Capcom that is shocking we haven't gotten a remake for it yet is Resident Evil Code Veronica. Ooh. Um, but again, okay. maybe that's a little too much Resident Evil in, in such a short time. Sure. Even though we didn't we get two and three within two years of each other the uh, remakes? About a year. Yeah. Yeah. So it, But this it one's is supposed possible. to come out this one's supposed to come out in by March. Like March. Yeah, exactly. When did nine or when did eight or what? Uh, four, four. When did that even Yeah, be? no, that came out in March. Four so was March. March. Yeah, yeah, it would be less than a year. I don't think it's yeah. Resident Evil. No, no, yeah. No. Uh, so my other two uh are my long shot is Dino Crisis coming back. Ooh, uh, another very big shot, but beautiful. Yeah. Well, well, um, requested title from yeah. Capcom. That which, where is it? Mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like it might be a new Mega Man game. Yeah, I want a new Mega Man. Just game. something, just oh, something in my, just Mega something Man in my gut in the house right here. Yeah, Mega something Man in my gut my says it's been a while since we've had a proper Mega Man game. Okay, that this could be the surprise. It's out by March, and everyone, because mm-hmm. it makes it sound from this report like. Yeah, no, sales figures are going to boost big time, yeah. especially because of this. That's un- why I can't un- see it being Mega. See, that's the thing why I can't see it being Mega Man is like it's, it's you're going to boost up sales figures. Mega Man doesn't have the same draw. Yeah, it just, unfortunately, and, and it does. It just hasn't been around lately for us to see that kind of draw. I mean, if they come out with like a 3D Mega Man crazy over the top, like something I'm not picturing in my head <laughs> at all. Not like a, <laughs> I mean, I they could. That would I yeah. would be all here for trying one out, yeah. whatever that is. But my hunch, if it's something they feel comfortable on claiming millions of sales and that kind of thing, it feels like in the established genres that we've probably had and we've seen the others. Dragon tra- Dragon's, mm-hmm. Dragon's Dogma has already been announced, which yeah. looks cool recently got resident evil i was like from the and we also got you know street fighter it feels like the monster hunter kind of fits the bill yeah but i will like there is the tiny piece of me now that does hopefully see a Mega Man thing in a couple of years i'd love to see like a fresh take on it i just don't know if they can do it justice yeah no it's it's not a thing that's gonna do the monster hunter numbers it's 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 like Mega Man's one of those things where it does well don't you know don't get don't get yourself down there kyle but it's not gonna have the same draw as a monster hunter is and i think oh I, i'm saying this not as like oh. a Mega Man fan oh okay like i'm not like i've maybe played a little bit i like them fine oh. uh <laughs> just <great. laughs> i'm sure they are i'm also on the I, Mega I, Man 3 stand yeah let's go <laughs> i also just got remi- I, I reminded myself of another ip it's not massive like well it is massive but I don't it's think what you want it's not what i want Okay, Anamusha's back, baby. There you go. <laughs> I want a new Anamusha so bad. Honestly, knowing our fan base, let's make it Anamusha or Dino Crisis. 
Uh, yeah. But something tells me, yeah, I think it's like the 25th anniversary of Monster, of Monster Hunter. Hunter. So yeah. it only it only makes sense. So yeah. oh, I heard about that too. Yeah, the anniversary yeah. or something. Yeah, it, it's just. It, It'd a lot of nice signs little, point that direction. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a nice little, like, Game Awards announcement, and then it's out in March. It's a nice, like, just fast turnaround marketing-wise. So, yeah. Yeah, fair. Awesome also to see Capcom doing great. I think they said it's, like, the 11th straight year of just growth. Um, yeah, they've shows, been killing it. It shows. Maybe you keep Their it, showcases are great. Around. The games are good. Yeah. it's it, Maybe you keep your people around a little while. They start making some really great games, start treating them right, paying them well, you know? Maybe, Maybe they make some Monster Hunter worlds for you. That said, Kyle, where's where's like, where's Pragmata? I know it got delayed. Oh man, Are we ever gonna see that game? No, uh, speaking of, speaking not. of games that, that might get canceled, that is Capcom. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, God, probably not. I'm trying to picture. So, I'm trying to see if that's the one I I'm thinking of. That's the right. one that looked like Death Stranding, like the weird space. Correct. Yeah, okay. The so it's like yeah. the little girl in the space. Yeah, okay. Probably. Yeah. Probably not. It, I mean, the, the, if that gets canceled, that's, that's up there with like you know, uh, PT being canceled as far as like something we've seen, yeah, and then it's just gone. That would be, yeah, release date to be confirmed. But yeah, I was like, yeah. that one's been announced, but that delayed trailer was awesome though. By the way, they re- they opened a note in the game. I was like, sorry, it's going to take a little yeah. longer. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's sweet. I appreciate that. Well, listen, guys, before we get into the flash news. Let's just tab on over to the media tab, okay? This is something I'm very excited about. That is oh, Ghost uh, of Tsushima. Are you Canadian? No. Yeah, you just went Canadian. I know, I like, why did you say sometimes, a sometimes when I swear my words, they get a little Canadian, you know? <laughs> can't help it. Can't help it. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima movie update. This comes from Screen Rat rant uh, uh chad sadowski says that they have a script ready for ghost of tsushima movie and are very close to getting our ish together on that quote during an interview with screen rant john wick chapter four directors sorry chapter four oscars campaign Jeez. Chad offered an update on the Ghost of Tsushima movie. The director confirmed that the script is ready to go and the creative team is close to getting their shit together. According to that, they are currently waiting on the strikes to end before they could properly move forward. All right. We need these strikes to end. I need this movie ASAP. <laughs> I just want to give a little update to that. I cannot wait for this movie. I, I genuinely feel like this will be PlayStation's first truly great movie it's just it's there all right now time to flash just also just really quickly before we go real fast this just also leads to what i love to see Mm -hmm. uh of somebody who clearly loves ghost of tsushima yeah as the main creative person behind the film adaptation yes that only breeds i think excellence Mm -hmm. in in the final quality i think like neil and last of us show what i hope Corey gets in the god of war amazon show um, so I'm very excited for this. I, I think it's going to be stellar. All right, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited as well. I'm excited as well. Uh, here's some flash news. Oh, sorry. And it's time to get into some flash news. Gotta run, gotta run fast. Uh, the sugar's crashing. The sugar, all the, all the candy's running out of my veins. <laughs> uh, Sony's new PS5 earbuds and headset get release dates, pre-order details. The earbuds launch on the 6th of December and the headset shall follow a couple months later on the 21st of February. Uh, both will be able to be pre-ordered on November 9th and offered in USA, UK, France, 
Germany, Austria, Belgium, uh, shout out to my uncle, Luxembourg, shout out to my other uncle, Netherlands, got no family there, Italy, same, but I'm going to go there next year, Spain, shout out to the fam, and Portugal, my cousin lives there. As previously announced, the earbuds will cost $200. Kyle, you, you, what, you, you don't want me to shout out some love for the cuz? For the no, I, I I love it. Just like after every country. Yeah. Okay. I got I got. Listen, there's bad bits everywhere. All right. We're everywhere. We're You're in like, the shadows. Um, was it ludicrous? Hose in different area codes. Oh, what are you, oh, what are you trying to call my area family? Codes? What are you trying I to call know, my family? I was. I was whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I stand by it. It's fine. You're. What are you trying to call <laughs> my great Mima? You listen, calling her huh? I, I don't know her life. Well, it sounds like you're saying faux show. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, you got these earbuds? I don't know. 200 bucks is a lot. Yeah. And as somebody who doesn't even game with headphones now. Can't wait. I don't know. Ibantis, I can't wait to be encumbered. The earbuds look cool, though. They do. They look so great. I I can't wait to take these headphones off, pop those earbuds in, and I'm comfortable gaming again. You know, Abantus, what say you? $200. It's an investment. I mean, I have AirPods Pro, so it's like I have a good set of headphones. But for your PlayStation, though. But for your PlayStation. And the fancy, what was it, PlayStation Link with the portal and whatnot? You put it on. Yeah, it's like, so that's kind of the thing. If I sit here and look at the portal, it's like, what is the audio requirements for the portal? Does it have to be these or certain ones? That's which ones work with the portal? That's both of these new ones, I believe, work yeah. with the portal. Okay. Yeah. They so, both have the link capability, whatever that means. Just telling you, it's yeah. there. Uh, I definitely, these are, so uh, Kyle, I told you I'm going to be an adult. I probably won't get a portal, but I will probably take the money I would have bought a portal on and spend it on these earbuds because uh, I'm a big earbud user. So this is what I want to see. That said, Kung Fu Temp Ops writes, with Black Friday coming up, what are you guys going to be looking at purchasing? I was hoping we get uh, we would have more info on the PlayStation earbuds because I need new headphones, but it looks like I'll just have to keep waiting. Also, do you guys have any recommendations for gaming chairs? Uh, on the gaming chair specifically? Yeah. yeah. Just get a regular chair. Yep. They're not great. Honest to goodness, um, this one I got right be- right behind me. Ooh, it hurts my bum and it hurts my knee real bad. Yeah, I mean, if stiff. you just invest like in like in a in a really nice computer chair, yeah, you're probably gonna enjoy it way more. I know there's one with like crazy. Like... What's that? One? I think that's the same chair I have right it's now. An Aeron. So destroyed. Herman Miller Aeron. I got. Oh, no, I got a. More. I got a. Re- <laughs> I got a refurbished one. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's the thing. It's like if you can find. So yeah, I got it for like half. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, I would, I know some people like, I have a friend who really loves his secret lab chair. He actually just got the Red Bull one since he's getting an F1. But um, if you can go for the true ergonomic ones, because even somebody like uh, Ver, God, I'm trying to remember the name. Yeah. Please yeah, help Verdi, me. Here's another one. Yeah. I got the secret yeah. lab chair. I don't, I don't like it. I think so, the foam's really uncomfortable. And again, it hurts the back of my knee really bad. I don't like it. Yeah. You're going to pay more, but as you sit your butt in these chairs all damn day long, yep. it is generally worth the investment. So that's why I was like, instead of spending the $200 here, $200 here, put four, five, six hundred bucks into a damn good ergonomic chair with like mesh, lumbar support, mm-hmm. like good, 
like where the front tilts down so you get good leg circulation. Yeah. The, the secret lounge chairs worth... do not curve down in the slightest. And again, it is like, I hate this chair with a passion and the secret labs, they'll never sponsor us, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that slander. It's been the worst chair I've owned. I can't I like, wait. That's to get rid not, of but yeah, if you find like a refurbished one kind of thing, yeah. that would be a way to look at some of those, yeah. a lightly used chair. If an office is cleaning out or something, that's not a bad way to go. But mm-hmm. I've had good success with the ergonomic, but my buddy still loves the secret lab. Yeah. At least he got away from like the the actual racing chair kind of thing. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, yeah. awful. They're awful. Yeah, get an office chair. That's the hidden thing. It's not flashy or whatever, but no. you don't need to advertise that you like Iron Man on your yeah. chair. Just go out there, buy your back, ch- your your legs, yeah. everything will be will thank you. Honestly God. Honestly God. As for uh, Black I, Friday deals though? Yeah, Carl, I was just going to say um Maybe Hogwarts goes down a whole lot because mm-hmm. I, I have held off because I don't want to I don't want to give all my money to the demon. Sure. That is JK. Sure. Um, But I my Black Friday is going to be like I just know you're supporting Avalanche. That's where most of your money's going. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my Black Friday interest and focus is going to be on 4K Blu-rays. Just because I know Best Buy is saying goodbye to them. Man, and... I saw that news too, and I'm like, okay. I just got uh, Mission Impossible. What yeah. number is that now? Dead Seven? Reckoning. I mean, as you can tell yeah. behind me about this, these are all Blu-rays. So oh, like, I, had, I... I had two shelves like that upstairs. I've been slowly yeah. boxing and moving them around, but now I'm with you on that I, one. I'm a, I, I'm a it's, movie guy. It's, it's so sad, so uh, I'll be picking them up as... Hopefully they're like on super sale because they're not going to want them in the store anymore. I am going to so. be looking for Mortal Kombat. That is the absolute oh. one that I'll be going for. Yes. Uh, and then any any like anything else like the buy two get one. If there's a game that I've missed this holiday season, which honestly only Mortal Kombat's coming to mind, maybe I would do Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And like, oh wow! Because I like I really want to come get back into... from break and you're just a pro fighter <laughs> fighting game now. Yeah, and I'm like super toxic about it. <laughs> I have my own WWE music I come in on because you know. That's that's what they do, um, but yeah, that's that's probably it. I would probably get those two games for sure. All right, Kyle, I got two words for you. Ready? Bloodborne cart. Hell yeah, dude! That's right. The people that released the Bloodborne PS One uh, D make is now making an official Bloodborne cart game, releasing on yeah. January thirty first, twenty twenty four. What does it got? I'll tell you. 12 races, 16 maps, full single player campaign model, boss fights, local split screen multiplayer versus battle mode. Let the rate, sorry, let's race these foul streets. Happy Halloween. Thank you. So thank we, you. Thank you. Thank you. We wanted this to be part of a uh, six one indie showcase. Yeah. Uh, but they were afraid of getting in trouble with the IP. Fair. Uh, being on a on a big stage, but now it's everywhere. Now it's it's announced. It's got a date and everything. So I'm hoping it stays up in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I want Papa I Papa Sony doesn't come down on them, but uh, it looks fantastic. The, uh, they did a fantastic job demaking everything in mm-hmm. PS1 models. It looks great. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm I'm day one. This is God bless. God bless you. All right, PlayStation expects a full supply PS5 sales to push one of PlayStation's strongest holiday seasons ever. I don't really want to get into it. They're expecting big numbers. They want to sell that $25 million. 
They got Spider-Man. They got that Call of Duty bundle. Yeah. It's going to happen. They hopefully have scalpers in check by now. Yeah. You know, it's going to probably happen. Good good on you. Yeah. Spider-Man, go play it. Now it's time for one of our favorite segments. It's called What You've Been Playing. Kyle. Yeah. You've been busy rigging the entire fantasy critically. Bravo to you, by the way. Um, sure. And while you've been rigging this <clears throat> this fantasy league from the start, I'll gladly uh-huh. wear the face paint. I'll gladly remember a, a Juggalo song. I'll gladly do it. Because okay. I'm not just going to cut and run. That's not, what I, that's not what I'm about, Kyle. All right? I'll wear the Juggalo chains with pride. I think they wear chains. Wow. I, okay. I don't know. I'll get Guy Fieri hair. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to make it a whole goddamn event. Just Are we going to send you to to their festival and you're going to go on stage with them? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I hope. I hope. I hope before one of them. Are you going to podcast with Shaggy 2-Dope? <laughs> I hope I do. <laughs> Cross that one off a bucket list, you know? I've been playing Alan Wake too, Kyle. Hell yeah, dude. All Same. Right. Oh my God. Everything you said about this game is right. Right? Guys, this is, a, this is, whatever Remedy puts out anything, I'm going to be there day one. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They, they, they've now entered that echelon. Like, even after Control for me, because that was my first, like, step into Remedy. After I'm now 13, 14 hours in. Yeah. Um, it just keeps one-upping itself. I It is day one, no matter what. It's like to me, it's entered the realm that like From Software has. It's like whatever From Software puts out, I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting it day one. Ibanta's got to take care of those dogs, but I'm gonna be getting them day one, right? Like that's what Remedy is for me. I there is as a as a person that is new to Alan Wake, always like understood the allure to it or like the love that fans have for it, uh, the cult following that it's it's garnered. I was nervous getting into this game that I'm like, I didn't play the first game. Am I going to have that love, that admiration for it? Am I going to even understand what's going on? And the one thing that I love that they start off with is the new character. Because you're really just uncovering what's gone on in the first game so well in the first hour that I, I really do feel like whether you are a returning fan, you're appreciating a bit of a a recap or just appreciating the 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 shout outs and the and the, call, the callbacks too and if you're a new fan and you're getting in there for the first time you're just uncovering a whole bunch of lore about how this world works and you know we were talking even before the show because this is not a spoiler in the slightest bit this is a connected universe to remedy other other remedy games Oh my God, to see those callbacks too. If you're a new fan, you're wondering what the FBC is and you're like, I, I want to know, maybe I want to go play control. And if you're a control fan, like both, both of us are, you're just like, wow, I, I understand yeah. that reference. <laughs> not, not even reference, just full blown characters Yeah, that it's... you will run into uh, and, and, and reading whiteboards and, and alluding to. Other characters. Uh, a, a character in control, mm-hmm. like oh my god! E- even a certain character being an actor from another Remedy game mm-hmm. that I was shocked at game I never played. Yeah, but I, that's him. Yeah, that's the main character it's, of that game. See the thing. The thing here with with Alan Wake too is it's not just like the callback to this awesome interconnected world. It's also doing some things that really 
push the genre forward in terms of like audio. For me, the first 15 minutes shows what type of horror this really is. And it really isn't like a, like a horror game where it's like action focused, like Resident Evil 4. Or it's more about like the when you see them, you're going to be scared, like Hitchcockian, like the way that Dead Space 1 opens up. It's very psychological. Um, it is always there, there's some jump scares. There's some it, jump it's scares. It's mostly for sure. psychological. Yeah. But like it's playing with your mind of like you as a player expect something to be in the corner and it's not there. You as a player expect something to come at you when you're going through a, a, a crawl space and it's not there. It's perfect at building tension at just the right intersections. And then when the things finally appear, oh my God, <laughs> it just, is terrifying because just of the wait sound. Till you get- to playing as Alan Wake, which is not a spoiler. No, you dual can protagonist. Switch. We all need this. Dual protagonist. The Alan Wake section show are like next level. Yeah. I can't wait. I tr- I truly can't. I'm I'm four or five hours in and like I'm at work and I'm like, I want to play this game so bad, but I need to play it with headphones. I need to play it at night. Yeah. And I want to. Does, it does deserve that. Absolutely. Yeah. I won't tell that to anybody. Surround her headphones. I played it in my, I turned the lights off in my office when I played. Yeah. Like. Set the atmosphere right. I know if these games aren't for you, you probably want the lights on, and that's fine. You'll still have a good experience. But yeah, if you if you're up for it, yeah, set the atmosphere. There's not there there's not much that I don't like about this game. I think the only thing I'm not the biggest fan of, because like Alan Wake Two, you could definitely see is a it's an homage to you know Resident Evil. It's classic survival horror. Yeah. yeah. Like in terms of like, here's your, here's your inventory management, but don't worry. You won't be shuffling it like you do in Resident Evil, though. I miss that. Um, but to me, the combat, while great, sometimes as maybe it's my ADHD brain, it doesn't, sh- it doesn't show me where the best place to shoot these things are. And I won't go in into the head. detail. Just, Just in, the, in head. the head. And that's what I'm like. And, and or the bright red glowing things. So that, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, sh- I do that. I shine the light on them. So let me explain. I shine the light on them. Boom. Breaks their shield. I see sometimes they have a glowy thing. Sometimes they don't. I'm like, what's this all about? They're usually on the back if you can't see them. Okay. So and then so then I, I, I shoot them. And the thing, they explode and they get dazed. Great. They come towards me. And then I think maybe it is the thing of like what Resident Evil used to do is like shoot them in the head, but you're going to, you're going to use like five, five bullets on them. And that's the thing that I'm like, as, as someone who likes to have all the thing like all the resources at the ready, like I'm the type of guy, I'm like, I wasted five shots when I should have only gotten four. I'm going to go back to the save and get terrified again. So I shoot. So I perfect it. And so it's only four. It's those things where I'm like, it's a little inconsistent. The nice thing about this is I will tell you like the ammo's not that scarce unless you're playing on like hard or nightmare or whenever they do new game plus later. Okay. The, the ammo is abundant enough. And apparently I heard one tip basically say is like, if you're low on ammo, you're probably going to find a little bit more kind of thing. So okay. it's not really worth going back unless you're just broken. You're like facing down four enemies and you're like, I have nothing. Yeah. That may be a different issue, but generally, if you get through a fight, probably going to be okay. Okay, cool. Because I, I found like health is not a problem. I'm like, I genuinely have enough there, and I think the inventory management in this game is legitimately great. Um, I also just want to give a huge shout out to the voice actress that plays Saga um, mm. and Anderson. 
uh, right, or sorry, um, Casey, sorry, Asaga Anderson's your full name. They're fantastic, and I love the chemistry that they already have. I just, I, I just really dig her as the protagonist. So, like, as much as you're like, oh, this game's gonna really open up when you're playing as Alan, and I don't doubt that it will. I'm like, I really dig Saga as a, as a protagonist. I love the mind palace. I love like. Connecting cool. the dots. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool. I love it a whole lot. I wish the connecting the dots was more like a little bit more thought into it. Okay, like you are just placing it and just connected, and there's no real like. Yeah, that's why I will more, say like it's, when you... it's more just to like make sure you know what the plot is and and yep. keeping track of collectibles yeah. and whatnot. It's not like a gameplay mechanic where you have to figure it out by placing things on a board. I will argue Al- there. That's where I, that's where I like the Alan Wake part more. I will. Say. Yes, okay. I agree. See, I'll argue there because again, I got big ADHD brain. I'm running off like five reasons. My brain's going a mile a minute. But then, so like when I'll need a nice little refresher. I actually feel like that board plays a nice oh, it's, way yeah, of it's like, great. wait, why is this person yeah. dead? <laughs> like type of, type of vibe to it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you digging it so far, Kyle? Oh, my God. it's it, I'm loving it. I, I think Game of the Year talk is going to be very interesting because yeah. this is like, it's hard to overlook everything that Remedy just nails. Like, I also want to shout out the Northlight engine. This game is stunning. Yes. And it's it's. I wish I had a forty ninety. Let's just say that <laughs> my thirty ninety yeah, oh, yeah. is over here. Like I wish, but I can't. I'll die. I mean, yeah. Even on PS five, where I'm playing, it's just like it's gorgeous. Some yeah. of the 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 uh uh one of my levels location mm-hmm. to the setting is it, just like second to none. Uh, mm-hmm. the HDR, everything, lighting, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I do. I'm with you on the resource management kind of thing, especially with Alan. Mm-hmm. I am just overcome with health things. Oh, okay. As but Saga, I have nothing. So I, I, I it's it's weird how that's kind of like worked Her, its way his out. His was seemed to, yeah. Her, his didn't never seem to be an issue. Hers, if you s- search off the beaten path, kind of find the extra oh, chest yeah. that you can do or little mm-hmm. puzzles. There's a little bit more. But yeah, I would say Alan. His was never as much an issue. No. Okay. That's that that excites me. I also want to shout out the soundtrack. Can we give it up to oh Sam God, Lake yes. and Kojima? Going, what if we just put original bops in these in, in these soundtracks? Every chapter ending with like, like I have the Spotify playlist. I recommend yeah. everybody download yeah. that. Uh, but I'm only playing the songs of the chapters I've beaten so far. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my God, so good. It's oh, such yeah, a really cool end credit scene, like music yes. stuff for the for the episode that you just played oh, like yeah it's awesome god. oh my god yeah there's there's a moment because i don't think you're there Mm-mm. um you know what i'm talking about i i I'm, it's the ashtray maze moment from control in our yeah apparently see i i gotta play control at some yeah. point i'll get to that oh, that yeah. moment's um, fantastic in control Abantus. but <gasps> in this one i literally just like sat down the control and it was just like I just listened, I, I was going along say, with it. I don't want to even say the name of the chapter because it will. No, I won't. Yeah, because when it, it happens, you're like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I will say it is like you're playing as Alan. That's okay. all I'll say. Okay. Yep. It's an Alan chapter. It's that's just, it. And when it happens, it, I'm just my jaws like. And that's one of those things where I kind of go back to it being such a special, special game, a studio that I'm so happy gets to make what they make because. Mm-hmm. If I can't picture many other studios saying, hey, we want to do this in a level. And everybody who they pitched it to looked at them like they're absolutely insane to go. We're not doing that. And over here, Remedy's like, yeah, we are. 
Yeah. And it's that type of thing that sets this apart to be, it is a special game. Like, is Alan Wake going to be part of the game of your conversation? We got Tears of the Kingdom, this, that, and the other. And you get done with like, it's in the mix. Definitely in the mix. I don't know where it all lands and everybody's going to have yeah. different preferences. And I don't want to be on any website panel trying to figure all that stuff out because no. God, that's going to be <laughs> awful. But I'm just going to say, hey, these are my favorite games with in no order. I'm not even just bullet mm-hmm. list. There's not even going to be a number to it because there's too many good ones. But I, yeah, yeah it, I, I think Alan Wake 2 is the blueprint of what can happen with higher ups in certain studios that allow the team to take risks. Mm hmm. And just seeing the fruit of that kind of risk-taking behavior. Yeah. Because it's just like some parts of this game is like, I've never experienced this before. And it works so well. Mm. It's like one of a kind kind of an ex- yeah. experience. It's and, I'm so happy they finally got to do a survival horror too. It just yeah. melds so perfectly with Remedy. I, I, and love I think this game so much, man. like you said, the game is gorgeous. And I think one thing that plays into that when you get into the Allen sections, especially you'll kind of see where like if I had a 49 and path tracing and everything, and I just feel like, like jaw <laughs> on the floor. Um, yeah. It's gorgeous. Even playing on mine. Like I was playing 4k kind of rent DLSS kind of like mm-hmm. 1440 up. Um, Still looked damn good, but I had to turn ray tracing off because it took me down to eight frames a second. God bless. So that wasn't that wasn't playable. Um, but they actually use, and this is one thing I guess when it, you're like, how does the studio? I don't know how big Remedy is. They use the spaces they have very well. Yes. They don't need massive spaces when they use them the way they do. And in this game, and you haven't seen it yet, the creative ways they use these spaces. I think is extremely intelligent, but also allows them to work more on detail of sections where let me build a level that's like three times as big, or let me work on these moments that are almost more impactful, but it doesn't have to be any larger in size. It's Mm -hmm. hard to describe without spoiling it for you. So you'll know when we get there, but like the way they use the level spaces, they get a lot of mileage out of everything but I feel like it's usually done in a fair way where I'm not like, oh, I'm back here. I'm like, oh, no, it's like it it all seems to kind of hit about right. All right. I'm excited to see because, yeah, even even just like, again, like four hours, three hours into it, I'm just like, man, you're right. Like every inch kind of matters. Like there's there's something there's something there. And just again, like playing with the tension of, of what I've seen so far, even when you hit like that crescendo moment, it's just it's it, it's so damn well paced so far i was like you haven't seen nothing yet. And, again, and, I, and, I'm, and i can't wait i, lo- I love that you're that early though because yeah. it's so nice yeah. to just feel like i because i know what you've got ahead of yeah. you and it's just there are really? moments in this one that just because like I there's was... one part where like there's one story mm-hmm. that, a side story i'm going into and again like there's a cool like control reference to it and i'm like there's gonna be a jump scare here there's gonna be a jump scare here there's gonna be a jump scare here like I'm walking in this cabin. What's going on? There has to be this thing, and it's not there. And, but like they built, and they, you think the tension's just gone, mm-hmm. and then it creeps in at the end. It's like, oh my god, you guys are on, you guys are good at this. <laughs> on that note, bringing it back to how we started the show. Yeah. The um, oh, I forgot what they're called. The, like the nursery rhymes yes. puzzles. Oh, Are that's... you enjoying those as a non-puzzle person? Again, I'm googling them. Oh, okay. I okay. just go. I get it. I, everybody's been yelling at me. They're like they're so simple. I'm like, I see puzzle. I see Google. Okay. I don't know. 
I don't. Want, I just want to be scared. And I people have to understand. I have like I need to get you. I need to get you like review copies of some of these games, please. So you don't get that option, please. Because <laughs> honest to God, I got, I'm like I got 45 minutes until my shift starts. I need to get scared out of my mind. This is how I'm going to mm. choose to do it. It's not being stopped via, you know. Joe's using that picture-in-picture picture mode on PS5 with Google on one side <laughs> yeah. and the game on the other. Yeah. You think I'm solving any of the doll things? No, I don't care. <laughs> okay. I'm reading, like, the story, of, like, little things of it. So I, oh, I, I Speaking get... of nursery, I don't know what made... I swear you said the word doll, and all I was thinking of was, like, Resident Evil, the dollhouse. Yeah. Uh, Screw that level, man. <laughs> I, like, I'm okay on horror stuff, but, like, there are moments in there I'm just like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I can handle it. But I don't need any more of it. Don't want any Raksha rides in chat. Joe can't complain about easy plats anymore. You're true. That's true. I get to complain about him. I get to complain nah. about him. Right, fair enough. Next week, you're going to be like, yeah, I platinum the witness. I did it in <laughs> six hours. All I did was read the walkthrough. I didn't even look at the screen. The witness is one of those games. I'm like, I haven't ever had to feel like I learned a new language. That's what that game made me do. But I was like, I have legal cool. pads. Yeah. Oh, I had notepads. I was writing stuff down too. You're not alone. That, but, but I love a game that like is like. How am I gonna? I'm like, I need to see this in a different way. And I'm over here doing yeah. it. And I'm like, if the game's really like in the beginning, I was like, what's? Let, let me write down these symbols. This is neat. But like, if I got like, I, I got an hour before I got to go to work. I, I want to get through some Alan Wake. That puzzle's just in the way. I got to solve it. Yeah. That's it. It's fair. I'm not that smart. People gotta understand that. All right, uh, hey guys, I got a question for you. Are you holding on to anything? Ibantis, are you Water. holding on to something? Kyle, you're holding on to something? Guess what? You were holding on to it last week. I'm going to hold on to it as well. Oh, you have all 19 inches? Oh my God, I fit it so well. I thought about getting that, but I just couldn't justify it. Oh, I justified Twins! It. We're twins! See, yeah. that would pay, that right there would pay for my portal. So yes. That's why <laughs> yes. Actually, my best friend, she saw the statue because she was like, Really, you spent 250 bucks on the statue and you bought the console? Like, uh-huh. Then she sees the statue. She's like, legitimately jealous. That looks, that looks awesome. <laughs> it looks, no, I like everything I've seen. I'm like, yeah. I was this close like multiple times. Ugh. It looks gorgeous. But looks I just gorgeous. went, no, I'll just go digital and do my thing God over bless. here like without the, Lord the statue. Like the Lord intended. Anyway, prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. On October 31st, je sens on PS5, Headbangers, Rhythm Royale on PS5, PS4, Played Up on PS5, The Foglands on PS5. Very excited. Just got a code for this. Going to be playing it on PSVR 2. Um, very, very excited for Foglands. That's something I've been excited about for a very long time. Uh, the Forest Cathedral on PS5. On November 1st, This Bed We Made on PS5. Uh the uh, sorry on the second of November, Achilles Legends Untold on PS5, My Time at Sandrock at PS5. Uh, sorry on PS5 and PS4, Phantom Blade Executioners on PS5, PS4, RoboCop Rogue City. I gotta watch it again. I gotta watch that movie. Scared me as a kid because of the acid on PS5. Uh, I got this. I got this next one, Joe. I got. Let, let me do this next one, please. Please. It's finally here, everybody. 
Star Ocean, the second story are PS5, PS4. Let's go. Let's go. Finally, best RPG. One of the best RPGs ever made. One of my favorites is finally here on modern consoles. The, the collection is complete. And let's talk about the game of the year. My favorite <laughs> blue people. The Smurfs to the Prisoner of the Greenstone on PS5. Oh, PS4. I thought you were actually going to say Avatar for a second there. Like, Avatar. <laughs> the, Tal- the Talos Principle 2 on PS5, PS4. Thirsty Suitors on PS5. PS4, Vampire the Masquerade, Justice on PS5, uh, the 3rd of November, DreamWorks, All-Star Kart Racing on PS5, PS4, a Bloodborne Kart, so I'm out, EA Sports, <laughs> on PS5, I know it's WRC, uh, I know, Okay. <laughs> don't worry about it, don't worry about it, I'm not that totally lost, okay, I learned from the Dallas Buyers Club reference that I got canceled by, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice, uh, Ebenezer, it didn't go well, <laughs> it did go well, <laughs> I had joked and not land right directly on space. Ebenezer, The Invincible World on PS5, PS4. That is the Christmas Carol Metroidvania. You play as Ebenezer oh, Scrooge. There you it's go. awesome. There you go. Jamanji, The Wild Adventures on PS5. Roller Coaster Tycoons, Adventure Deluxe, PS5, PS4. We all know we're going to make roller coasters half main that get see people fall to their doom. The Silent Swan. On PS5, and I think the game that uh, Ibantis was uh, talking about earlier, Quantum Error on PS5. Maybe an error while they were making it. What what a stacked week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a Error. lot. Yeah, it's November 2nd alone. Don't do, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's one of the, I... I don't want to crap on anybody making a game. Sure. I never do because like anybody trying to put anything out there and actually get it published, like more power to you. That being said, yep. should have been an indie title pricing. It either should have been an early access, but it's also, it's like if you, I, I hadn't seen much. I saw a preview that I thought looked kind of good. And then when I booted it up, I was like, am I playing the same thing? And then I watched gameplay. If you watch gameplay and it still looks good to you, Maybe, but go please watch gameplay before you buy it. Yeah. That's the best way I can yeah. say it. I, I, I will echo the same thing, but in, once you start doing the whole console war thing to sell units to get attention, that's why I, I, I have no feelings. Oh, for it. You know, that's no. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, yeah, I heard the reviews come out and then people brought that up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a whole thing, too. <laughs> that's how I know that game exists, sadly. I was like, oh, I'm not going to support people that do that. So that's what I do. That said, Kyle. It's time for our favorite segment, but sadly, the last segment of the night. It is time for the Sony Pony Express. Kyle, take away the first question, sir. Mken10 writes in question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw. If rumors are true about the upcoming God of War DLC being Spider-Man Miles Morales size, then are you hoping this trend sticks for good? The hopes that these smaller scale games can come out between massive big budget titles could be a real good answer to the time it takes for these games to come out. What other IPs, what other IPs would you like to see take this approach? Your mm. answers don't necessarily have to be a Sony exclusive. So I, I've been echoing this for a few weeks. I, I do want to like put some, you know, put an asterisk here. More games need to be this size, like, like smaller, the better. But when I say that, I mean, scope i do not have 100 plus hours anymore but that doesn't mean you get you can't go out there and make a boulders gate or shouldn't make a boulders gate you know three type of type of experience but not every game needs to have every 
thing. And so I think of a game like Alan Wake, of which you could platinum in like 25 hours. And um, and that being a, a, a good, concise story that it's telling. Like Spider-Man, a great example. 30 hours for that platinum, 20-ish hours to beat that story. Perfect. That's great. I don't need to be lost in the world for... 80 to 100 to 200 hours and I just don't have that time anymore so to me it's not like those games shouldn't exist because I put 100 plus hours into games like Hitman 3 it's just they can't all be that so yeah I would I I hope this trend we, we keep seeing more of it because I do love a good Miles Morales so yeah yeah Kyle what say you uh yeah I I wouldn't mind it but Maybe I'm the weird one here. I kind of like the 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 wait in between big games. It just makes like the anticipation. I, I feel I, I enjoy that the when it comes to like obviously not when it's super long in between games, but you know a little bit longer is fine by me. I also don't want to be just oversaturated with new entries of an IP every two three years. Yeah. Then then that will cause a whole nother issue and and burnout, and I don't want that either. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Ibantis, what say you, sir? Yeah, I'm basically kind of similar. I enjoy the moments that we get as long as they don't feel like they come up too often. Yep. Uh, if they're the right size and it's a story worth telling. It's the yep. biggest thing. I don't want to get fluff. I don't need it to be a waste of my time. I don't need to feel forced. Miles was great. You had the city. You had the assets. You put a different skin on Spider-Man. You tell a different story. Yep. And... That was great. Like that was, I mean, both of those games brought me to tears. So I'm like, okay, yeah, totally worth it. I mean, but something like Horizon Forbidden West, you do get a DLC. Those come out and it's like, I, I enjoy the add-ons because as we said a long time ago in this podcast, these giant AAA games are a giant risk. Yep. So if you do have something that is successful, you have assets that are available, you have a world you can use in a story that's worth telling. I think it's a way for them to kind of buffer that now some games take like five years now they didn't yeah. some of these games take a long time so it's a, if you do get a two and a half year cycle or something in there where you get or maybe it's a little it kind of buffers that like one to two year window where you get a little bit more and then you got to wait that full three year like we're used to mm -hmm. i'm kind of okay as long as it's worth my time it's a good story well written and that's great yeah. so fair enough. fair enough kyle what's the next question on sony pony express yeah yeah Still Cannon writes in, hello, I have a question about Spider-Man. Okay. With all the hype around Spider-Man 2, I wanted to jump in the franchise since I haven't played any. Ooh, to my surprise, Spider-Man 2018 is not in my PS Plus Extra, but Miles Morales is. Mm. In addition to that, there's no sale going on to incentivize people to jump in on the PS Store, but both earlier games are 40% off on Steam. I clearly don't understand PlayStation here. So, question is, is Spider-Man port on PC good enough? If so, the most economical for me would be spider-man on steam miles morales with my sub and spider-man 2 when i'm done doing my homework mm -hmm. but damn i would prefer having the three games in the same place so what i i get it because that is frustrating when i read this question I'm like that is frustrating like the second game's in there but not the first um mm. the the easiest thing for you so can it um uh, because like if you want it in all all in one place go on the psn buy the deluxe edition of miles because mm -hmm. it comes with the remaster of of spider-man that's the simplest solution but it might yep. cost you a little bit more doing that um or you could go buy it on steam and then play spider-man 2 on your playstation 5 but or yeah. 
Wait for Black Friday. Maybe Miles yeah. will be on sale then, at least the deluxe yeah. edition. That's right. Yeah, you're not that you're not that far. You might wait. The other thing is, if you have a beefy rig, could look very good. Not saying Spider Man doesn't. Yeah. But depending on what they did with that PC port, it might just be pretty. And then depending on what your TV is like, you could save a little money and still get a damn good looking game. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you've got plenty of options. But yeah, Black Friday is not a bad idea. Now, forget about that, Kyle. This next mm-hmm. question is an attack on you. Attack and, on me you know, as a person, as a person who loves indie games. Oh, and they're attacking. Oh, oh okay. Butter one writes in. <laughs> With an increase in indie games and the a limited amount of space that comes with the PS5, is there a reason why they need to be called a PS5 game mm-hmm. when they literally have the graphic capabilities of a game that could be played on the Super Nintendo, such as Cult of the Lamb and Inscription? Do you think they could come out with a feature where these indie games and an all-reality Eddie game that could be played on a PS4 like God of War, The Witcher, even GTA V, and just have those games just be playable on an external HD instead of taking a valuable space on the PS5 and just rebrand them as co- retro console enabled and still use the features of PS5 controller without taking up valuable space on the PS5. Funner one. I am very confused. I don't think any of these indie games take up that much space to begin with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My um, advice is at this point, PS5 like drives on new egg are so cheap now. Yeah. Oh yeah. E- even, but like just cut, Whoa, I am taking it back. <laughs> See, I knew uh, it. That's why I put it in here. Funny one, I thought of you, bud. And that's why I made Kyle read it. That's why I made Kyle read it, just for you. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, they are PS5 games if they're made for that console. It's just, yeah. PS5 is just a place, that's where you can it's play this game. Yeah. It's a platform. It, it's not boasting it's going to be graphically powerful. Right. It's just where you can experience this game. That's all, literally all it is. I think it's a more of an indictment on the PlayStation 5's um, you know, storage capacity rather than... Oh, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, w- and when you really think about it, like PS4 was only, what, 500 gigs at launch? Yeah. That's nothing now. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I still think they deserve a shot to be on your PlayStation. Yeah. And and not I think re rebranding them as retro console enabled, yeah. I think does a disservice as to indie games as a whole. Because mm-hmm. most not most of the well some of the time indies outshine AAA games. Sure. And so yeah. in story, you know, music, setting, graphically. So it's a little disservice to be like, oh, they're a retro thing. Mm-hmm. They're not modern enough, quote unquote. Yeah. So yeah, eh, yeah, I would, say, I would they're say good. the same. You're, yeah, you're good. I think it's even, more even, even though PlayStation should do a better job yeah. uplifting the indies. Look at Kyle, but, the know, politician. That's, Stevenson, twenty twenty four. That's a whole other conversation that I'm tired of having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's more like an again, it's an indictment on like the PS5 storage space because like Cult of the Lamb inscription is just nuts. It's awesome, and they 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 great game, yeah. absolutely crazy, and they're just a couple of gigs in in length, whereas like GTA Five. Again, that yeah. that that is taken up. It's a cancer mm-hmm. to my PS5 right now. Yeah, I, I don't even duty? want it to you be there. Me? Yeah. Now I will say, Quantum Error being eighty-eight gigs. Whew. How? That's a that's 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 beefy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it it's it, something. And and I like if you're a Call of Duty player too. Like how many hundreds of gigs? It's just locked I mean, as, as an MLB The Show player yeah. who's had it installed all year, with all the updates, that's close to, I think, 200 gigs, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Jeez. I, 
so like sports games take up a huge a ton too like two, nba 2k is ridiculous yeah. uh, it happens fair enough fair enough and last question yeah. on the sony pony express yeehaw yeah, Cindalu six one six seven one writes in. So I was scrolling through my various movie subscriptions, looking for something to watch. Oh boy, Love I this. found <laughs> I found the Nutty Professor, and remember liking it as a kid. Wow, I haven't thought about that movie in forever. How about this Flubber? Remember Flubber? <laughs> I remember Flubber. The, the OG or the Robin Williams one? Oh, there was this an was OG. Two. I only think yeah, of Robin yeah. Williams, mm. the goat. Uh, so I thought about if they were movies, which character would I want in this one man show scenario <laughs> for the next five to 10 minutes? I was laughing like a maniac thinking about Kratos playing all the various ro- roles for God of War 2018. Yeah. Time for a random dumb question. Which character would you like to see perform their own one man show? Oh, so man. we're talking about the character in the game, in the game, playing so- all the other characters. Yep. <sighs> Why Norman Osborn in Spider-Man 2018? <laughs> I was gonna, uh, dude. I was gonna say Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. I feel like he could just, he could just play the, play the whole story out on his chest, you know. But yeah. I also think of like, I, I don't know why this question got me thinking of like, I would love a Brooklyn Nine Nine, but like replace the char- characters <laughs> with PlayStation characters. Like Kratos is definitely whole, you know. Oh yeah. Um, oh man. Ratchet would definitely be uh, Andy Samberg's character, you know. Ellie, no, oh, well, I was gonna say Ellie's Peralta. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, Ellie, Ellie's Peralta. You know, like um, who's Santiago? What do you think? think? The pr- the prim and proper does everything yeah. by the books. Yeah, think about it. An Aerith. Ooh, okay. Rosa yep. Diaz would be a Bloodborne hunter. <laughs> <laughs> One million percent. And um, what's uh, the two old guys? It was uh, Scully and... Jack and Dexter. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Jack and Dexter. I was going to say the hippo guy from... from, uh, from oh, Sly Cooper? Sly, or yeah. you could do Drake and Scully. Ooh. Yeah, or Sully. Yes. Drake and Sully. God damn. Yeah. There you go. But one-man band, I would say, yeah. Ooh, Astrobot. Astrobot already does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't I'm just trying anymore. to think of like a, a what I said, like Norman Osborn in Spider-Man 2018. Yeah. The scene at the end where when a certain oh, character yeah. dies, no, I but it. it's Norman as Spidey looking at Norman dying. <laughs> like it'd be, it's a weird visual, yeah. a weird meta situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, and then like Norman Osborn kissing Norman Osborn in yeah. 2018. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's the word I'd use, but <laughs> that has been the trophy room this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all enjoyed. Before we get on out of here, Ibantis, is there anything you'd like to spotlight? Um, I mean, right now, yeah. still just kind of if you guys want to find my channel, whether it be Twitch or YouTube or Twitter, it's Ebontis, E-V-O-N-T-I-S. If you see a cheetah logo, that's me. And then on Thursday nights, I host the Last Word podcast on my YouTube channel, just about the same time this one started, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, link down there in the chat, link in the description as well. Abantis, thank you all so much, because your insight today has been incredible. Someone who knows Destiny, who's been covering it for six plus years. I really appreciate you coming out, taking out the time out of your day to talk to us about the situation. Um, 
and all that, man. You've been you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on, man. No, appreciate thanks it. for the invite. It was my pleasure and honor. I appreciate joining you guys and having a chance to talk. And yeah, it seems like we're learning more as we go. I don't know if there's even going to be a twab tomorrow. It might be the first time I haven't seen a twab in. Mm. I don't know, outside of a Christmas break in 10 years, it's yeah. going to be really, really weird. So I don't know what's going to happen. So follow it, check it out, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then follow Abontis for all the updates to all that. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of her? Myself, Mr. K Step Everywhere, uh, like Joe mentioned at the beginning of the show. Extra Life is a combination between Trophy Room and 6 1 Indie, which is the indie game outlet that I co founded. Uh, you can find everything out at 61indie.com, 6 1 Indie pretty much everywhere. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Fun times. And make sure you check us out as we do our Extra Life giveaway again, or sorry, Extra Life stream. With us and 61Indie over on uh, their YouTube, their Twitch, their TikTok. I didn't even know you could do that. Look at me finding out things on the fly. On November 11th, link to all that. Uh, I'll be probably making a post each and every day. So make sure you follow us over at PS Trophy Room. Follow me over at Mr. Badbit. Follow Kyle at Mr. K Step over on Twitter to get all the updates. And again, some cool exclusive merch coming on through to help those sick kids so uh yeah this is uh, it's always fun to do this each and every year you know the loss of marty definitely threw a wrench in the plans of like what we wanted to do this year with not just extra life but all of it and so i'm just so thankful and lucky to have people like mike like kyle like kelsey just the whole six one uh crew just you know bringing me in uh, to have you know to be part of all the festivities so i can't wait to have a really awesome weekend with you and the crew over at six one and helping kids in need over on their channel november 11th again we'll be promoting the crap out of it from here until the day of so yeah with all that said with all that out of the way everybody we love you all so very much please if you like this sh uh, show show some support over at patreon.com slash ps room it really does help us out you can rate us five stars over on spotify and apple Podcasts. and guess what we're like five reviews away from 650 on spotify so give us those five-star reviews on Spotify. It really does help us out. We are 336 on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. Five stars gets us a long way. It helps beam us uh, on top of the top 100s of just leisure and video games. It gets more eyes on us, which means we get to grow this big, beautiful family that we call home over here at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See y'all. Bye. I love you.